Pillsbury show on that one, but honestly, it's just a cool thing. Yeah, those two guys that put their <laughs> life's money, savings, their wives tolerating comic book collections for the last 30 years, tripping over toys that don't belong to the kids. They had nothing to do with it. Yeah. They advertised it right yeah. here. Success. That seemed to work for me. Um, but honestly, those dudes honestly have poured themselves into it. And yeah, to see it go from what was the McKinley room into the like the to the actual bowl of the Civic Center, that's just a cool thing for yeah, them. It is. And it's like awesome. it's uh, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. So Saturday. 745 will get you hooked up with uh, Factory of Terror tickets, and 845 will get you hooked up with Brett Michaels tickets, and then nine o'clock, my good buddy Ricky from uh, hashtag Rake will be nice. on hand. Uh, we'll get into some serious topics with Ricky. Nice. And also I'm hosting uh well, I don't know if I'm hosting it. No, actually Jamil Hill from ESPN is hosting it. I don't know what he wants me doing. It's pretty good get. <laughs> say, yeah, Saturday night I'm doing something for one of his uh for, he's doing like a bowling thing. Okay. For Rake, random acts of kindness everywhere. And so he's asked me to be a part of it, and I just said, Yeah, I don't even know what I agreed to. Okay. So we'll find out at nine o'clock what uh, what I agreed to. I'm oh. sure most people have heard by now that we lost Hugh Hefner, yeah. ninety one years old, found dead. And you've already read everybody, oh my God, I'm going to miss the articles. And like, you're not going to get that from me because you've come to expect more from me and you should. But I do, I do have a take on Hugh Hefner that I don't think people will think I have. And I'm going to give you that at seven o'clock. Okay. But um, yeah, I, 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 once I read all that this morning, I was like, oh my God, people are going to be so obnoxious. Which one of the bunnies is going to get the money? You know, that's, I mean, definitely going to be the, that's, man, I didn't even see that one yet. That's that's the next joke that comes out of people's mouths. But you know, I mean, obviously the guy was a, um, an icon in America. You can't deny, you can't deny his influence. You can't deny, you know, what he was able to kind of, to me, he's a poster boy of a foregone era. Okay. Okay. Foregone era where excess was good. Yeah. And oh, different. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, 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 uh, that's no longer, you could not, the, the world would not tolerate a new Hugh Hefner, I don't believe. Um, now, I know that sounds crazy given the president we have. Well, yeah. And given the, given the world that it is right now, but I understand what you're saying there. And you look at, it'd be even, harder to build that career today than it, when he did it, I think. You, you look at what Playboy, you know, became after his son took over, kind of there, and kind of, you know, there, over the last year, there's been a million different changes. Yeah, his mil- son's Playboy would kneal. Right. <laughs> well, no, one half wouldn't have kneeled. One hundred percent would have, and I mean, yeah. I think that's Playboy, a very progressive company at this point. So, like, yeah, I, I, it's definitely a. Um, you're right, and from a from an era long gone. I have a, I, I have an opinion on Hugh that I don't think a lot of people are going to have, and okay. uh, I'm going to give it to you at seven o'clock. I know a lot of guys today are going to be talking about how they would have wished they had his life and all this stuff. I'm, I'm going to be okay. honest with you. I'm going in another direction at seven o'clock on that. How are you, man? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yesterday, the, the the tales of Fantone. Uh, me and my girlfriend were doing some running around. She had the day off, so that was always you know nice to have her around. Um, number one, my fridge broke down yesterday, so I had to get oh, a new God. fridge delivered. That sucked, and it was just kind of like, dude, that's a lot of money, right? I didn't. Well, I didn't. I mean, I had rent, so oh, like, I didn't okay, have to that's buy right. It. Thank, thank, thank the good Lord for that. But it was just like, well, looks like I'm gonna have to go buy new milk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just one of those situations. But the real story from yesterday. Um, so I uh, I was up at Target up in up in the Belden Village area, and we're pulling out. And as we're pulling out, I see what appears to be somebody standing on the corner asking for money. Now that's not exactly commonplace in Belden Village, but it's not unheard of either. It's much more, much more likely on Tusk you're going to see somebody. Yeah. Oh, you know every what I'm day. saying there's going to be somebody. Sure. But this was like this was like if as you're pulling out of that Target in Dick's Plaza, as you're coming out of that, I was I was looking to turn left, so I thought it was just like somebody with a sign. 
you know, asking for money, which is pretty commonplace. And I pull up a little bit closer and I kind of see it and it's three people and it's a girl and two dudes. One of the dudes is sitting down and I, I, I get closer and I can read her sign and the sign says testing human kindness. And I'm like, oh my God. So I look over there and I really kind of start looking at him. She's obviously wearing clothes from Forever 21. Like this is like, this okay. is like, this is, she's wearing like fashionable, like, so we know who she a is. Good looking girl. And right. the two dudes are wearing like tank tops, but I'm sure they're like, you one know, of them's paying $5. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, one exactly. of them's pink, but it doesn't one, matter. One of them's playing guitar and there's a dog sitting right there. And like, I'm a very empathetic person, dude. I really am. I try to put myself in other people's situations. I try to be kind towards other people. But that was just like, what am I supposed to do for you right now? Do you think I'm going to give you money because you're sitting there testing human kindness? Like, what is your end game there? No, you're playing the guitar in public, which is what every beggar in the wind since the history of the world has done. Well, and that's the thing. If it was a, if it was like a legit homeless person right there, right. Dude, I'd have given up money for sure. Yeah. 100% for sure I would have. But this was just but like... But not because you pretend you're going to throw your parents' white privilege aside right. for the afternoon and play right. John Mayer songs and right. <laughs> And she's holding this sign, and it's got this smiley face on it and testing human kindness. And I can tell she kind of feels uh, dumb because I'm staring at her. And you know what? My girlfriend's sitting right there, and I'm just like, look at these idiots over here. Look at these people. Just giving white liberals a bad name. Oh, dude. It was, it was, I just, I just, I mean, it kind of blew my mind. See, like, what did you expect to happen? But just so you know, though, right? Is like, this is why people scream at you on the radio. It's her. It's because, dude, it, it, this is what everybody does. We make generalizations of everybody. But because you lean left, you're a liberal. That's what they see. That's what they think you do when you go home in Testing the afternoon. Human kindness. Is test human kindness oh. and play guitar in the front yard. That's what they think happens. And, and here's the thing: is later in later in the show, nine o'clock, the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere is going to be in here, and I'm going to be like, "Yeah, dude, let's talk about kindness. I'm in on that." But like, but you don't. You didn't deserve it. All you're doing is standing there holding a sign, like trying to get people to do what? Yeah, I don't understand oh. what the end game was. I was, dude, my, my mind was just like, and this was all within, you know, a minute and a half while I'm sitting at this red light, but I'm just looking Ugh. at these people. You could tell her hair was done. You could tell that these people had like, you know, money, right. And their clothes were clean. That's, that's the thing, dude. If you want to see if someone's really homeless or not, look at their clothes. Like you can tell when somebody's sitting there in like tattered rags. If your parents dropped you off, <laughs> I'm not sure you, Ugh. you know what I mean? That that's really what you need to be out there doing. It was, it was, it was a bit much. It really was. What's the story with you, buddy? Did they got? have money? Was there like a collection? jar was I, there a pickle situation I, I, I did not see like i said i mean there was a dog and there was so they were just guitar. seeing if people would say nice things to them i did not say nice things to them i, I actually not. I, you're not currently saying, saying nice things saying, about them. saying terrible things about them um I, I i get it and but you have to have a clear message there testing human kindness what did you mean what did you what did you what were you trying to get there if it would have said honk if you love kindness then i would have honked my horn if it would have said like collecting money for hurricane victims maybe i would have given a dollar out to window but like i would not honk my horn if you held a sign that said you know i'm homeless and i'm gonna buy booze with this i'd give you a dollar i'd probably give you a dollar more than i'm gonna give you a dollar or go buy the booze with you right Right. go sit out back drink a 40 bro i think you got life figured out it's 1 30 in the afternoon you want to get hammered i might i might hang out here i I don't know and i i guess i've been railing against like dude who cares it doesn't affect you why people getting so worked up recently but man i saw that yesterday and it was just like yeah no that uh 
That would have made me mad too. Yeah, so man, I had a better so, afternoon. What, I mean, what happened? What happened? So, with you? dude, my buddy got? Seth and I went and played golf, and I played horribly. Okay, like, horribly. I'm surprised that's a better afternoon than me, though. But I still had a better afternoon than that. Honestly, I I I would have fought the urge <laughs> to like beat one of those dudes up with her. Like, I'll, I'll test your. I'll, I'm going to test human skulls. Is what I'm testing. I would have taken the guitar and smacked the dude in the head with it. But I'm playing too, so I'm nervous though now. Okay. Because I, so I had been playing pretty good, and then like the last week, it's like kind of falling apart again. And I'm playing this afternoon with Craig Wakeham. Ooh. And dude, he's taking me to a course I've never played, Ooh. and I hear it's really, really nice. Ooh. Yeah. So, dude, your boy's anxiety is at an all-time high. Oh. So, dude, if you're driving past the radio station, leave me some meds <laughs> underneath the wheel well in my car, would you? Um. um so, as you, as we used to do that back in the day, and get, it would work. As you're getting ready to uh, golf with a advertiser, with Client. somebody that you're, you know, yes. somebody that you're, you're you know, in, client in, turned friend. Like right. he and I talk a lot. Um, are you going to be one of those dudes? It's like, man, I gotta let the client win. No, let, I would never. Okay, you're not gonna let. Craig no, I would. Win? No, no, okay. no. Okay. I, a, I hear he's pretty good, so I don't think I have to let him win. Okay. And I, I dude, I hope he's got clearance from work. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, you know what? I think the last name gives him all the clearance that he wants, you know, dude. <laughs> um, but knowing Craig a little bit the way I do now, he would be furious to find out I let him win. Oh, okay. And I think I honestly, I think it would. I think it would hurt my chances to continue my okay. my business relationship with him if I did it that way, <laughs> which honestly makes him the kind of guy I want to hang out with. Now, I hope I have that red right, because if I beat him by 20 <laughs> and he can't handle it, I'm going to feel I'm gonna feel bad. But at this point, dude, you're getting nervous. You're getting inside your own head, which is a terrible yeah. place for Stansberry to be. Let yeah, me nothing tell good you guys, is in there. Let me tell you guys. No good happens in there. So now you're going to go out there and do it, and you're just going to start whiffing it. You're just going to start. Now I got a plan. You're going to hook. You're going to shank. You're going to do all those things, and he's going to think that you're throwing the game. Look at you got in the lingo. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, don't get in my head. Dude, there's new scenarios I didn't even think about. No, I got a whole plan. I got a whole system. So we're not playing until about 2.45, he and I. Right. And so I'm, I'm honestly, dude, I'm leaving here, and I'm going straight to the driving range to kind of like get it. Okay. And then I'm going to take a three-hour break in between and completely lose it all over again and melt down and probably cry <laughs> in the first fairway. <laughs> no, see, because here's the thing. I got to hold it together today. Like I got, like I can't like mf and like when you make a batch. Like again, this is not, you know what I mean. This is this is a business relationship right. too. So like I can't look like a lunatic. Is my point. Is it just you and him? Or is I there... believe it is. Oh man, dude. dude, I'd be a little nervous too. I won't. Lie all right, I'm you. throwing the game. He gets to win. <laughs> he gets to win. I don't know what to do. All right, everybody's all mad at the NFL. Donald Trump doubled down yesterday. Had some more things to say about it, but there's at least one NFLer that's doing something awesome that I think might earn back some of this I'm never watching games ever again stuff. And I'll tell you that story next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 6.45. We'll get you those uh, Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That's uh, this Saturday at the Kansas Civic Center. Fantone and I will be on hand from 3 to 5. Also, you can catch Fantone this Saturday, noon to 2. As he'll be at Cricket Wireless in Hartville. Yeah, your boy's got things going on this yeah. weekend. Dude, Move then you're at shaking. TD's on Sunday. Stuff. Their late cable location from yeah. uh, 1230 to 2.30 watching the Browns game with people. That'll so, be fun. So if you've ever wanted to sucker punch me, this is your opportunity, people. You've got three chances. Oh, that would be so awesome if that happened. <laughs> like half of... Not, like, not that because I, I want bad things to happen to you, but just like half of Monday's done. Right, like, right. Dude, a listener, a, story. Pu- a listener punches you. Dude, I mean, think about that guy. Brought the ladder all the way into the restaurant. <laughs> Just to get on it, just to be able to punch you in the face. For those of you that don't know, Phantom's freakishly tall. Yeah, I'll be the tallest dude there wherever we are. I can I can almost guarantee you hates, that. Hates when he thinks there might be somebody taller. Dude, multi- Phantom, I've only known you three years. Yeah. 
and there's been a handful of times where in public I've yeah. seen you walk up to another man who does not know you're standing behind him, turn around, and then look at me go, who's taller? Who's taller? I'm taller, right? Like, so this is a thing. Like, dude, I barely know you. And, and like, this is a thing you do. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, like, make me mad, but I do want to know, like, definitively who is the tallest person in this room. So. Yeah, what's that about? Why? Well, I don't know, because it's very rare to see. Like, it's, I it's, don't think short people do that. It's extremely uncommon. Well, I mean, like, and not to, like... You think but, Tyrion Lannister's just walking up to people, uh, backing up to them? An excess of height is better than, you know what I'm saying? Like, to have more height's better than to have less height. Sure. Like, short people, I'm not trying to cramp on you here, but, like, it's very rare for me to see right. I don't think Ron tall. Jeremy just whips it out in public to stack <laughs> up, buddy. The Canton charge? I mean, that has constantly been an issue for me. I'm walking by dudes. I'm, like, trying to stand up straight. Now, granted, those are all elite athletes and are able to, like, kick my ass, but nonetheless... I was going to say, man, like, yeah, that does have to be hard for you. All those guys are taller than you, right? Uh, not Most. all of them, but I mean a decent chunk of them, and some of them are, like, legit taller than me. I'm 6'7", and there's dudes that are there's seven footers playing out there. I was going to say, what's the average height of an NBA player? Like, 6'5"? Um, probably my, my, my height. My, your height? 6'7"? Six, like, six, 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 like, what's six, LeBron? 6'8"? Six, 6'8". Eight? Six, eight. Jordan was 6'6", six, six, so in between the two of them, you know, it's about the same. Pretty comparable. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. People always, people will always, I can remember like growing up, people would be like, dude, you're so tall and you know, you're from the same area as LeBron. You're essentially like the same age as LeBron. Does it ever like make you upset that your life didn't turn out like his? And I'm like, number one, no, because like I didn't, I didn't spend my first 16 years in complete poverty. Well, I didn't spend my, <laughs> nor did I spend right. my, you know, first 18 years just practicing something and getting oh, God, better yeah. at something. No, I was sitting there like listening to the radio and masturbating and drinking Mountain Dew and being a 12 year old that's just it like dude the people have no idea what goes into being a professional athlete right. like they, they they like most guys that have played high school sports think that it's a coach that stopped them from like going all the right. way or an injury yeah, yeah. Oh, i blew my knee out in junior year out on the field man that's why i couldn't make okay. you ran a okay. 16 15 40 <laughs> but it but it was it was the defensive line coach and, and, and the counter to that is it's like dude isaiah thomas is like five seven right so like no if i'm upset about not being lebron there's an, an, an you know an equivalent nba player to you, so no, I'm not bothered by it. A lot of people bitching about the athletes right now, especially the NFL guys and all these protests, right? Oh, and so, like, you know, Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I haven't heard about Dude, this. a lot of stuff's going on now. People want to take down a Ray Lewis statue outside of, like, where the Ravens play because he kneeled on Sunday. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Ray Lewis. And I know, I know it's like, well, he's not the one who stabbed the guy, but Ray Lewis. I mean, it was murder for hire, right? Essentially, yeah. Hired an assassin to kill somebody. And Dude, th- Munch was on that forever. We'll have him on, on uh, tomorrow by 7 o'clock, by the way. This is the thing that's too far. This is the thing that brings the statue down. Like, if it comes out if it comes out that the dude legit murdered somebody, yes, bring that statue down. I, I have no problem with no that. No statues for anyone. But this is, this is, that's crazy. That's crazy that that's the line too far. Like, people are really mad about this, right? And, it, I, like, I'll be honest with you. I'm more interested tonight. For I don't even know who's playing the Thursday night game. I have no idea. I don't either. Who but is I want to turn it on because I want to see what the new thing is. What's the new thing that's going to happen? Because we're both frantically trying to figure out who's playing tonight. <laughs> I'm on my phone. Fantone's on the computer. Try to figure it out. Patriots at Buccaneers. So yeah. yeah, totally a part of the story. Yeah, because now part of the story will be what does the ultimate white quarterback Tom Brady do? I'm sorry, no Bears at Packers. That's okay. next week. Patriots next. So I'm Bears sorry. at Packers tonight. Bears at Packers. Oh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers wants to get everybody in the stands to link arms. I heard that yesterday. So have we defined what linking arms means? I have no idea. We I don't know what any of this stuff means. We, we, we haven't decided if that means like I'm supporting the kneelers, but I'm not kneeling myself, or I'm anti-kneeler. Well, this whole thing's turned into something different than what it started as. Oh yeah. 
I mean, like once Jerry Jones is out there winking at the camera when he's on his knees, like, dude, I mean, dude, that was like, have you ever seen it? Dude, everybody else, head down, looking at the field. Jerry's just cheesing right to the camera. Like, dude, the balls of that. Like, dude, is there a bigger face? Now, I, I make fun of the term white privilege a lot, right? But is there a bigger face of that than the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and like all that? And now you got the guy out there pretending he's part of this thing and they're not. This is all about Donald Trump now calling them sons of bitches. This whole thing has been watered down and completely changed. And I can't wait to talk to Ricky about that because he's honestly he's pissed. It's it it really has the message of everything in this, you know, from the kneelers to the anti kneelers. It's become it's different uh, it's like, now. It's, 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 it's pawn on the board. I mean, these things have gotten moved around in the sense of, and dude, once again, it's it's credit to Trump there. He has changed the conversation here. It has gone from what That's was... That's why when people call him an idiot, I just laugh. It's like, dude, he's reckless, yes, irresponsible sometimes, but Donald Trump is not stupid. Being ignorant about something and being an idiot are two very different Wildly things. Wildly right different there. things, yeah, Very I different agree. things, and yeah, you're not, you're not the president of the United States of America as an idiot. You're not. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Not yet, anyway. Did a lib card just saying that Trump's not an idiot? I don't know. <laughs> Fans, you might get the lib card taken away. I do have a positive NFL story here, though. And this is a kid that I kind of wanted the Browns to take. Okay. And I said, if they take him, I can live with this pick. And it's Deshaun Watson. Okay. The quarterback for now, the Houston Texans, who does look like he might be pretty good. He's been having a halfway decent start. All right? So... He plays for the Houston Texans. Obviously, they had Harvey, right? That was Hurricane Harvey that hit yeah. Houston, right? Yeah. And so there are a couple of women who work in the team's cafeteria who lost everything in the flood. So Deshaun Watson is giving up his first game check to the three women who work in that cafeteria. Wow. So they can split it. That's more money than those three women would have oh. made. Of course. What, two years? Of course. Probably two, three years. What's a game check for that kid going to be? 200000 maybe? Probably someone that, that, somewhere in, in the couple hundred area. thousand range, I would think. Two fifty, two somewhere right around there, I would think. I don't know how it breaks down. I, I, do they only get paid during the NFL season? That's how it so. works, it's right? 16 you, checks, yeah. You get 16 checks. Um, so let's say $200,000, and you split that up over three women, and yeah, I mean, those women are probably making $30,000 a year. That's what I was going to guess. So... Yeah, I mean, like, that's, doing two pretty years, good. that's two years worth of work there. Doing pretty them. good there. And, you know, that's a positive story. And so, as you know, a lot of these guys are being, you know, ripped apart by social media and all this stuff and, like, on the news and stuff. Like, there's, there's one of these guys is pretty decent. People are pissed about this kneeling. Are they? DirecTV's <laughs> giving you money back. <laughs> the whole hurt. thing. The whole thing. I can't wait to find out. what. The, uh, now, instead of the game tonight, I want to know, are the ratings good? Which way is this going to go, up or down? Because Trump says, you know, the NFL is going to hell. And what he means is like that it's going to like destroy itself. And it's like, well, when you add in Monday night's game, they're actually up for, was it 3% week to week from, from year to year there? And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's a million other factors at play here, too. So if the NFL is to fall apart and the, and the NFL is to be dead within the foreseeable future, you got to remember it's not like this is the first like straw on the camel's back, but this might be the one that breaks it. I don't think you got to worry about the NFL enthusiast. You got to worry about the casual fan who's sitting on the couch and now all of a sudden it's twelve fifty-five. This thing starts and he says to himself, "Oh my god, I'm just sick of you guys already." Done. And bam, Done. turns on TBS and like you know Shawshank's on, and now instead of Chargers Chiefs, he's watching half of Shawshank. You could lose a lot of people like that, and you could lose the people that aren't so passionately against it, but just kind of like. 
hit their my buddy Seth yesterday during golf is like, dude, I love your show. I listen every day. But honestly, he's like this NFL protest stuff. He's like, I can't get away from it. And I was like, I know, man, but you know, I got. It. He's like, I know you have to be talking about it. He's like, but honestly, he's like, I just, I've reached my breaking point, and I think you could lose a guy like him on his couch. He'll would rather watch Shawshank than watch NFL players complain. Is what that's was his whole take. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens to those ratings. Hall of Fame Comic Con tickets. Those are up next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Missed anything from yesterday? Podcast it right there. As a matter of fact, you can find Fantone's number one reason why Dwayne Wade oh, yeah. was a home run pick for the Cleveland Cavs. Again, I watched a lot of sports TV yesterday. Nobody was on that. That was well done by you, buddy. Thank you, thank you. I try to have interesting insights. That can uh, that can be found at wrqk.com. Um, I did not watch national sports yesterday. Were people in on this idea of Dwayne Wade coming? Oh or? yeah. Okay. It seems like most people think the Cavs got a lot better, and that's what I was always worried about. I worry that it's such a marquee signing that the expectation now is, well, yeah, you're, now you're going to win the championship. I, I guess at the end of the day, the expectation kind of is already there, you know, because anything less than a championship and it's a failure to LeBron. So it's like that expectation's on him regardless. So so I think that this is just a, uh, you know, if any, there's no way it made them worse. You know what I mean? Like they, I just think Cavs fans got a little unrealistic yesterday. They, they, they cut a rookie to make room for this guy. Yeah, it was a total so smart like, move. You know, you didn't get worse. You got a Hall of sure. Famer for $2.5 million. I, I, that's a bargain. Ty writes in and says, Trump has officially turned this kneeling into the left's way of protesting him. Kneeling has long been the sign of submission since the dawn of time. He's playing chess in a dimension this world has never heard of. Jeez, dude. And he may be. 4D chess right there. He may be. There is a good point there because I I heard somebody make the argument of like, you know, the other time that players kneel on the sidelines, it is to, you know, somebody's injured, somebody's hurt. You kneel and, you know, hope the other guy gets better. People are like, well, they hope the country gets better. You know, that's what they're kneeling for. It's the same respect there. So, I don't know, dude. 4D chess coming from uh, President Trump right there. I have something really weird happening where right. a male listener has written in to the Facebook page, okay. facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, and is telling me he's my Aunt Bethel. Well, I, mean, I don't have an Aunt Bethel. There's a lot of people on drugs out there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm I mean, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't have people. this be part of my day. I there's a lot of people on drugs, buddy. I can't, I can't, I can't have that be part of my life right Aunt now. Aunt Bethel, just, email back in. Let Stansbury know I what's can't. going on. We need to hear. I, and at first I was like, well, maybe she's using her son's account. Like my dad, my, my whole, my dad's whole family's from New Philly. Okay. And so like, I've been waiting for him to start coming out of the woodwork, but I think they might be hiding. Like I'm ruining the family, the good family name. I was going to say they might be high too. Who knows? It might be here right there. Aunt <laughs> Bethel, a lot of drugs. Who knows? Jeez. So has um is it too soon to go back to effing with Florida? Like can uh, no, I have no, I... Florida files are open, dude. <laughs> We've I forgotten have... about that about that hurricane, dude. Honestly, that was kind of like the one in between the two the three. It doesn't don't even worry about. It. It's the middle child of hurricanes. All right, well, I got the Florida files here. All right, what do you and this got? is the most Florida style ever. All right. As a woman, Regina Davis, fifty eight, been taken into custody after she tried to hit a thirty three year old man with her car. All right. Now here's what happened. The 33-year-old man was her boyfriend. I know that like fights get out of control sometimes, and even like, listen, I'm not like advocating for violence in any domestic situation there, but like taking things to the car is a new level. You're throwing plates at him, and that's effed up. You should yeah, not be doing don't that. Don't do that. But you try go to hit somebody with a car. That's that's another level. There. I had a girl try to run me over twice in the same day with her Jeez. car. 
Yeah. Stansberry, just making them crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. Back in the day, your boy can make wow. a woman crazy really, really fast. Wow. So this woman, 58, run, tries to run over a 33-year-old man, and here's why. He was dating her, but prior to that, he had been dating her daughter. Nice. And so you see what happens here. Breaks up with the daughter, starts banging the mom, and now misses the daughter, wants to be back with her, goes and confesses the whole thing. So now... Yeah! There's so now there's like a bunch of family drama going on, and the mom's terrified that the daughter's never going to speak to her ever again, decides, yeah, I'm going to try to mow the dude down with my car. Um, I, Dude, I know we've disagreed about this in the past before. It's like, well, if like one of your buddies breaks up with a chick, should you be able to date her? But when it comes to family, isn't that a no go isn't that a non-line dude you can't you can't date somebody that your daughter or that your your kid was dating right i mean oh god dude come on <laughs> have some sort of dude come on i mean i once was involved with a uh, ex-girlfriend's mom uh, i mean terrible. i when i was younger right? i was 20 and i'm and i probably would not make the same decision today as a matter of fact later on in life i met a woman who had previously, long time ago, had dated my brother, and I couldn't get over it. Like, she was much older. My brother's older than I am, yeah. so she was much older than I was, but I had always been attracted. Even when my brother was going out with her, I was attracted to her. And I uh, and we met again. We ran into one another, and I saw her, and I was just like, oh, my God, it's been forever. My brother's been married forever now. Like, who cares? Maybe, like, I'll just go out. And so, like, I asked her out. We went out to dinner, and midway through the dinner, I was like, I could not get the idea, the the thought of my brother railing. Of course not, dude. <laughs> and out of my head. I couldn't get it out. Just imagine if you— Dude, I have it in the head now. If you had been able to get over the, the dinner, and you got her back home, you're on top of her Stansberry Mountainous steed, um, and all of a sudden, dude, you— feel your brother just giving you like wedgies and noogies and like Indian rug burns dude I would have been terrible and filling her out better than I did yeah no I couldn't have handled any part of that not whatsoever Hugh Hefner has died oh, I'm gonna miss the articles <laughs> oh my god dude the amount of times I've read that joke on Facebook this morning I am so over that and I have a completely different view on Hugh Hefner's life than people will think and I'm gonna give it to you next on Rock 106.9 The Stansberry Show Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Did I have to do something today? Like, it's officially time. I got to get a phone. Okay. Yeah, like, so I've been having problems with the with the charging of it for a while now, and then I think I had it in the golf cart yesterday and might have gotten some water in it. I'm starting to lose pixels on the right-hand side. What do you have over there? I can't remember what kind of phone you got right it's now. It's the iPhone okay. 6. 6. Seven, twelve. Now, no, so the eight's six. out now, and I'm yeah. not giving anybody a thousand dollars for a cell phone just because I just don't do enough of them anymore to where th- th- they're worth that. So my plan is just to get the iPhone seven because it'll be on sale now because the eight's out. But like, here's my problem: I want to get this done today because I I actually wrote down all the phone numbers in my book uh, or in my contact last night yeah. in case like the thing completely went down today, right? And so I wouldn't be be like totally screwed. And I want to get this done, but. I, Dude, how long am I going to be in Best Buy trying to get this done today? Can I get this done in under an hour? Mm, I bet you a dollar no. No. It's an hour to buy a cell phone? You're going to go in there. Hey, I want that one. You Turn it on. I mean, it's going to it's gonna be like, well, we've got to do this, this, and this, and we've got to transfer this, and blah. I, I bet you it's an over an hour process. Oh, my God. And here's the thing is, well, there's people in front of you. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, Are people still saying that? I, yeah, they could be. 
But I mean, there might be a line in front of you. People out there at Best Buy trying to get their phone. Maybe I don't know if you better serve the on the Verizon or, or what. But. I hear now. I don't know this, but uh, somebody who works here in the building actually told me that Best Buy normally has really good deals. Okay, because you know what I mean. They know you can go to the Verizon store, so right. there's like some extra hook that they're willing to give Best Buy, so they can have space in the stores. Sometimes I like to go to the actual like Verizon store as opposed to like an authorized Verizon wireless Dealer? dealership. Yeah, so like that usually I feel like takes a little bit of extra time, but it's usually worth it because I know everything's like happening the way that it's supposed to, I feel like. But I don't know, maybe under an hour, maybe. I Here's what I want, I, and I won't get it. I want to walk in, I want to get my new phone, and I don't want to have to change anything. I don't want to, no, I like the plan I have. No, I'm, I'm using no. the right amount of data. I don't no. need it. They're going to do like a data rundown. They're going to be like, well, no, if you think about it, if we, if we put you up two more and there would only be an extra $10 a month and yeah, like, yeah, it's going to be all over. I kind of want the Galaxy Note 8, yeah. but I, but people keep telling me, they're like, dude, you're an iPhone person. And if you switch, you're yeah. going to be mad. That's the truth, too, is that I think some people can bounce back and forth. Like my girlfriend will. She'll go iPhone and then she'll go something else and then she'll go back to iPhone and then she'll go something else. And I think she kind of likes that. I think you'd lose your mind because you felt like you. you I feel like I am an iPhone person. Right. You feel like you're going to be like missing out on something like that. I so. Do. so I have to do that today. So Hugh right. Hefner died. Yeah, he did. Hugh Hefner ha- was found dead, 91 years old, and everybody's writing the same stupid joke. Oh my God, the articles. And, you know, oh, there's no way he's in a better place now. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That whole thing, right? Um, 91 years old, though, man, man, like that's a uh, that's a hell of a run. Nine nine decades worth of life there. That's uh, that's impressive, I feel like, once you get up over that that hump. Oh, yeah. No, no it is. I, do, I have no interest in living that long whatsoever. None. Right. I mean, well, it, the good thing with him is it seemed like for the most part he was decent he was there uh, you know up until I'm trying to think of the last time i saw him at something or doing i was gonna something. say it's been a little while but you know it, for the most part he seemed to be doing well late into life um going to the playboy mansion was always like a goal it was like one of those things that i wanted to be able to scratch off my bucket list probably yeah. won't and now i don't think i'd care like i don't think i would care as much now as i once did um and I said this this morning about Hugh Hefner. It's that for me, he's an icon of a foregone era. I, I don't think like he was like the poster boy of excess. You know what I mean? And like having more than you should, and you know the party lifestyle, the lackadaisical, you know, throw you know caution to the wind kind of lifestyle. And that's viewed as very irresponsible um, these days. And I'm not sure you could have another Hugh Hefner now. But I'll be honest with you, I think he is in a better place. And I think honestly, I look at his life, and honestly, there's a little bit of it that's almost sad. Really. It's, it was kind of sad. Okay. Dude, I, 91 years old, you haven't gotten an erection in 30 years, and you're still stuck in a house with 24-year-old whores talking about, like, you know, Chance the Rapper. And, they're dude, imagine having nothing in common with those vapid women, and they're just talking at you all day, and you don't even get to have sex with them because the body won't do it. Um, it sounds nightmarish. When do you think, I mean, like, let's be real, the dude's it, obviously a very rich man. Uh, when do you think that his erections really were done working? Dude, he's 90. I mean, but they still have pills that work, man. I mean. Dude, a lot of those girls went on Stern and said he hasn't been sleeping with them forever. You think he had 70 years of, wor- of a working penis? Because, if you, dude, if you have to deal with 25 years of 25-year-olds to to have 70 years of a working penis, and let's say he started Playboy at 20, so you had 50 good years there. I of- think Hugh Hefner, honestly, behind closed doors, If I, I'm, and this is purely guess, but I'm willing to bet behind it all. He would have told you, you know what? I shouldn't have done it this way. I shouldn't have done it this way. I should have gotten out of this. It, it, dude, at 90, you're still walking around with three girlfriends. 
Yes, he didn't really yes. want that. Yes, and I, I will say he I, got trapped into a lifestyle because of his brand, and his entire net worth was directly linked to it. And he felt like he couldn't let the character go. That to me is sad. I, I I'll agree. There's there's a thought there in the sense of like I don't think it's so much that he would say like, man, I wish I would have done things differently. Or I wouldn't have lived this life. I think he was happy with that. The thing I will say though is that I don't think the happiness that you I are necessarily the dude that's listening on the radio right now. We imagine it to be this like magical thing but like dude after you've banged out you know how many chicks six over hot blondes many, over how many right. years there is going to be a point where it's like dude this isn't nearly as satisfying as what other people imagine it to be i, I i'll make room for that i i did i'm telling you i'm willing to bet there were years and decades on end where well dude he did the one show where he talked about how he missed the one girl he like he let her go and then the whole thing like it's still like 40 years later he was still missing her because no matter who you are, no matter how great it is, no matter, dude, there, there are porn stars. I have had male porn stars on the show who have told me I wake up in the morning and there are days where I'm just like, oh, my God, please don't make me go in here and do this. So it's like no matter what your life is, you get sick of it. Yes. And the older you get, there you, you, you become a curmudgeon about it. I'm telling you, I think the last 25 years of life's, of Hef's life weren't so great. Um, I, I can agree that I'm sure there was some emptiness. There was some loneliness. There was some, you know, a feeling of... To have to have what is the life that everybody has dreamed of, and everybody thinks you know, like going to the grottos on your bucket list. Hugh was the grotto essentially, like he he was that. To, that feeling of not being satisfied with that had to have been kind of like it left you probably pretty hollow. You know what I mean? Like everyone else dreams of my life, I'm still not happy with my life. That would leave you feeling some some kind of way. Look at what we were talking about yesterday, right? We were talking about LeBron and, and Donald Trump about how you can't reach that level and avoid the trouble and all this stuff without without being smart, right? That people call him idiotic. So I don't think you could get to where Hugh Hefner was without being smart. Yeah. So meaning that since he was like 40, probably 50 with his life, maybe 60 even. So let's say, you could say it's 60. The last 30 years of your life, you knew for sure those chicks don't want anything to do with you really. And here you are at your age and you're still living like that? I'm telling you right now, I'm willing to bet that guy got trapped into a life and felt like he couldn't get out of it. And felt like he couldn't shake the character. For uh, for all the issues, what a miserable way to live. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, I, it's I, a miserable, lonely way to live. For all the issues that Playboy has had over the past year, they stopped doing nudes and then they restarted it. And like I said earlier, um, are a very uh, what do I want to say? Not, not like a progressive company. I mean, they really are. Like all their articles now are about like you know the evils of President Trump and stuff like that. Do you think that the death of Hugh Hefner will do anything to either revitalize the brand or to bury the brand ultimately? If it's going to do one or the other, my guess is it'll be it'll be the nail in the coffin. Okay. Because I don't think his son is quite the icon Hugh was. Not even close. I know his name's Cooper, but I was I going to say if I, if I was grilled for his first name, I'm not sure I know it. But what I I don't know what the dude looks like. I don't know. I could know. spot him because TMZ showed him especially a lot like the last week. But if but if it was six months ago and you showed me a picture of Cooper Hefner, do I know for sure? Probably not. If I, if it does, I mean, didn't they already go back to showing yeah like topless photos and that kind of stuff now? I I think it was like a year and a half ago they stopped, and then it was probably like six months ago where they restarted. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, if it's going to do one or the other, I think it's the nail in the coffin, excuse the pun there, as the guy was found dead, 91 years old. But I'm telling you, I, I feel like Hugh Hefner put on a good front when the TV cameras were on, and he realized that it rewarded him a life where he made a lot of money, and he was from an era where excess was cool, and you were like the, dude, you were a playboy if you slept with the thousands of women, but it, we now live in an era where that's not true. 
through and dude, every man gets old at some point and you start looking around and you're like, well, where's all the stuff? Where's all the substance? Where's all, dude, he had all the flash. Where was the substance? I don't think he had any of it. And secretly, I think behind it all, he was probably sad in the end. It didn't look like a really fun way to live as an 80 year old man, 90 year old man, at least not to me, but I could be wrong on that. Guys lie about sex a lot. And Ron Jeremy is calling out one of Fantone's heroes. We'll play you that audio next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry here for the Wiggum Auto Family. The Wiggum Auto Family is currently Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership, meaning no matter what type of car you're looking for, make, model, price range, no matter what it is, the Wiggum Auto Family can find it for you. I was looking for a pre-owned Honda Accord, and sure enough, Wacom found me exactly what I was looking for and well within my price range. You can take a look through their massive pre-owned inventory right now at Wacom.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. You'll see there that the Wacom Auto family has currently over 500 different pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. Like I said, no matter what it is you're after... And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. I actually need to go get the newest smartphone, and it looks like I'm going to do it today. So I asked uh, the audience for a little bit of help, and they say the data transfer is what's going to take the longest. So what the suggestion was is buy the phone, leave your phone there, have them transfer everything, go back and pick it up. But I'm not planning on having them transfer any of my data. Like, I'm not planning on, like, I don't want them moving my photos over. I don't want them moving my, con- I wrote every contact I care about. The- I always view this as the perfect excuse to, to slim down my contact list. And so I wrote every number I absolutely need down on a piece of paper last night because I was worried my phone wouldn't turn back on this morning. It has, but it won't let me charge it right now, so it's going to die very shortly. And I'm just going to place everything in by hand. I would never let those people do any of that stuff. Oh, it's because you don't want people having access into your phone. Okay. Just I was another. Gonna say, like, why, you're gonna, that's going to take you time. Like, you're going to be sitting there and putting that stuff I in like there. doing okay. that. I don't know. I'm one of those people. I like that. <laughs> All right. I like kind of playing with it, putting okay. the stuff in by hand and. Well, if it's gonna be, uh, you know, if it's gonna be a, 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 you know, an afternoon of enjoyment for you, then yeah, I guess. I'll tell you what you I know. do worry about is if I stick with iPhone, you got to sign into your iTunes account, and I can't for the life of me figure out what my password for my iTunes is. Now they use like my current phone, I can just put my thumb on the on the button, so I don't know if that if it's like stored and on my uh-huh. new device, will I be able to do that? I, that I don't know. I'm interested to find out. I kind of want to get the Galaxy Note Eight, but. I think people are right. I think if I switch from my phone again, I'm going to feel like a guy who cheated on his wife and regrets it. Like, ah, oh, dude. Yeah. It, I really do. It could be a great phone. You could get something that's awesome, but you're still going to sit there and be like, oh, what if I had, what What if it was this one? So I don't think the um, the the regret's going to enter your mind if it's like, well, you have an iPhone and you're satisfied with it. You're not going to be sitting there thinking, well, what's the Galaxy like? You, you're just going to be happy with what you have. So that's probably get, true. Get the iPhone. I'm being told if I buy it straight from Apple, it's like $30 a month, and I can use whatever carrier I have. Is there an Apple store in our mall? Belden? Does Belden have an Apple store? I think so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the mall case, enough. I think maybe you'd have to go up to Summit Mall. I think they have one up there. Yeah, I don't have the time for that today, though. Oh, yeah, you got your, uh, you got got a big a, golf match. Yeah, I got a tee off at 245. I'm playing golf with Craig Wakeham today. Yeah, it gives you enough time. We get off the air at 10. Yeah, well, I'm going to go practice, though. Okay. okay. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to get a couple of uh, multiple right. things done this afternoon. So okay. we'll see, uh, you know, right. what, what I have time for. So Ric Flair has come out and said that he has slept with 10,000 women. Boy, oh boy, dude. Dude was in a coma 10 minutes, like 10 weeks ago, and all, or 10 days ago. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I also slept with 10,000 women. <laughs> like, nature boy, dude, just letting it, letting it fly. Which seems like quite a bit to me. Yeah. 
I mean, celebrity on the road, been famous since I was a young kid. So, I mean, huge numbers, but 10,000 sounds like... I know Gene Simmons, once upon a time, had said this, and a couple of other guys. It just seems like a lot. Decades of fame, though, so... Uh, Can't put 10, it past, guys. 10,000, though, that's a lot. So, TMZ Sports actually caught up with a legend, and with somebody who's had more than enough sex, and it's Ron Jeremy. And here's he's taking issue with what Ric Flair had to say. Ric Flair, give me your thoughts, Ron Jeremy. Actually, I met Ric Flair, and uh, frankly, I did that number uh, on a good day. Uh, no wonder I'm so tired. Look at my hands. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Ron's stand-up act. It's not the best. It's very difficult to get numbers like that. Will Chamberlain and John Holmes, I think both said about 20,000. Will Chamberlain actually regretted saying it, and he took it back. John Holmes passed away, so that he's trying to go for that kind of a number. But 20,000, I mean, 10,000 is astronomical. 20,000 is what those dudes were claiming. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, 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 I, that's ludicrous. I don't think that happened. I mean, if you do the math, you start having sex when you're 14 uh, up to uh, age 68. You know, I guess maybe you could fit in that many. What was it? Four girls? A, uh, it, it's about, it'd be about a little less than four a week. Uh, if and you, you still have to go to school, eat, sleep. You know, seriously, a guy who's going to have a number like that, here's his warning. Hi. Thanks for the cereal. Oh, some coffee. Thank you very much. Well, got it in my notes. You know, every second of the day must be going like this. You know, hi, honey. Uh, I know she's leaving. Bring in Mary. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, have you met Lisa? I mean, you're 24 hours sex. You know, not that that's a bad thing, but it's. I think it's pretty much impossible. And who's going to verify? Now, my numbers are pretty much verifiable because most of my sex took place on camera. I'd say that I think to, to overview, I think he's lying. With all due respect, he's a nice guy. I think he's, you know, what's he going to say? I had three girls in my life. you got to say that, you know. I'm sure he's had a large number. All celebrities have a, get a lot of women. A lot of women. Just not 10,000. Right. There's Ron Jeremy basically calling Ric Flair a liar. He said, I, I, I think he's lying. And I would agree. I think Ric Flair's probably lying. How could you not be? I mean, like, he, he, number one, you know, is a pro wrestler, which is the business of, like, bravado, is the business of right. overinflated things, is the business of, you know, beating your chest. Was famous in the era where you were cool when, uh, with the more women you slept with. Right. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure Ric Flair has had sex with hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a thousand women. Oh, I, I, I bet it's more than a thousand. I think that's a very, you know, realistic oh, number. I but think 5,000 is totally doable. 5,000? Yeah, I, dude, for being that famous, I think five, uh, dude, and again, people are thinking right now, well, five, what's 10? I mean, dude, it's 5,000 extra is what right, it is. Right, it's a lot. You know what I mean? It is, it's a lot. I think, because, dude, you're, so you're sneering at five, though. You don't think he's there? I don't think so. I think putting a comma in it is possible for dudes, especially back then. Like, don't get me wrong. I know there's plenty of guys who are still out there just whoring it through life, and, and, and I think that's possible as a celebrity, but like you, you, there's going to be times when, yes, you had sex with 10 chicks in one week when you're on top of the world and everything's fine. But like, let's say you start pro wrestling at age 20, like you weren't automatically the top dog in the ring. You know what I'm saying? That took you years to come up. It was up. always the nature boy. It, well, sure, but like it, it wasn't just Flowing automatically. And as he got older, let's not act like the blood doesn't like, you know, tame down a little bit there. Yeah, as, there's pills like you were saying about Hef. But as, as, as you're 60, it's not like you're sleeping with 10 chicks in one week. Well, as, and how much always. pain meds those guys were on? Does your does it still work? I don't know. I you know don't what know. I mean? Yeah, but but I mean, I know guys who are not famous who have slept with over a thousand women. A thousand chicks. Yeah, like Jeez, I. So my dude. Uh, dude, a buddy of mine used to be a door guy at like a very popular club in Vegas, and 
when you can give people access to something that they want, and I, uh, dude, I've known roadies who are again, were, they got it because they were close to celebrities. But I knew a roadie for for Megadeth who claims he slept with fifteen hundred chicks. Wow, I, honestly, dude, I mean that's that's uh, that's almost like ugh, like disgusting. Like I, I don't even well, view especially that, Megadeth fans. I, I don't even view that as <laughs> something that. like, damn, look how cool that dude is. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you if you think the dude from Megadeth, uh, a roadie from Megadeth, can score fifteen hundred, then why couldn't Ric Flair? My buddy in Vegas, really good looking dude, bodybuilder type guy, was again was like the door guy at a very popular club in Vegas. And dude, women are willing to do whatever it takes to get in there because they know they're going to meet a celebrity. Like his story, I totally bought because well, he kept proof. Like he can he kept like proof of let's uh, I'll just say he had a piece of documentation of every woman that he slept with the entire time he lived in Vegas. He he's no longer lives there, but the entire time he lived there, he kept an entire and it was pretty extensive. Like I honestly, it did. It kind of made me sad when I <laughs> I started looking through all of it. I was like, man, dude, like that must have been a hell of a run. It must have been a hell of a decade, but. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I could have lived through that one. I think numbers add up on people quicker than you think. Like if you're single for a while, or you're cheating for a while, and you're having sex with two, three partners a year, three, four, five partners a year, all of a sudden those add up, and you're like, "Damn, dude, how many people have I slept with?" But like, dude, a thousand people—that's just that's that's a crazy number. Putting a comma in it is is is, is another level. Three hundred sixty-five days times thirty years, eleven thousand. If that math is right. So a new chick every day is. What yeah, you're that. I mean, that's hard to do. Even on the road. Like. Yeah, I mean, that's really hard to do. Yeah, and there's going to be times where maybe there's two or three of them at a time, but did you sleep with all three of them, though? Or were they just there? I mean, there's going to be some of that going on there, too. I don't think Ric Flair got to 10000 I just, personally, I don't buy that. We have Factory of Chair tickets, and we'll get you hooked up with those next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This Sunday, you can join Fantone as he'll be at the TD's Tailgate Grill, their Lake Cable Jackson location, watching the Browns game with you. He'll be there starting at 1230. Be out there until about 230. Getting you hooked up with, uh, actually, $2 pints from Bud Light, nice. and you get to keep the glass, Fantone. That's I like nice. it. I like it. That's nice. I also I also have a few Stansberry Show stickers I'll send with you. And I know you have some Stansberry recommendations when it comes to the menu there at TD's. Get yeah, one well. of the mashers. One of the mashers. So it starts out, it comes out in this huge dude, it's dude, the it's so good they bring you two plates. Like it's like doubled up in the bowl there, and it's like a huge portion of mashed potatoes. And I like the fajita steak. And they cut up pieces, you know, pieces of steak, put it in there, and then it's everything else that would go on fajitas, then on top of that. Nice. Oh, God, so good. Good stuff right there. The shrimp masher is pretty good too, but the fajita steak was, I did prefer that. That's the Stan's very favorite. That's my pick. All right. I, now, uh, I do like their seafood mac and cheese a lot. Okay. Their, their seafood mac is delicious. So it's all good stuff there at TD's Tailgate, uh, the Lake Cable location. I know that's the new one uh, yeah. right next to uh, Three Gringos as well. In Fiddlesticks, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. And they have the NFL Sunday tickets, so if the Browns aren't your thing, you can totally watch any game. All the action can be caught right there at TD's. Cleveland Browns, how you feeling about them this week? It's early, I know. We'll talk to Munch tomorrow at 7 to get, to get, a, to get a true rundown, but... Lose by 7. Lose by 7. Lose right. by 7. They're all getting right. 3 points. Okay. I think they lose by 7. I'm sure that'll be taken as a hot take. <laughs> Team that's terrible losing by a touchdown in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm way off base. So speaking of the NFL, people are upset with these players. Are right? they? For kneeling down, yeah. <laughs> I no, no, know it's, about this. It, well, it's a thing. <laughs> okay, it's all right. A, it's a thing. And 
a lot of people are choosing to you know react in different ways. You've seen a lot of jersey burning. Yeah. And um, I don't. I just wouldn't burn a jersey. It's just not who I am. It's just not what what I would do. Um, it definitely. I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, well, no, it makes sense because, like, you know, yes, you've already spent the money. Yes, they already have the cash from you, but it's still a representation of your feelings for it and kind of how outraged you are. So I, I'm not necessarily going to come against it. I probably wouldn't do it either, though. Yeah, I'm just, it's just not who I am as a person. I would maybe not wear it again or one of those Throw things, it but, away. but I'm probably, yeah, maybe goodwill it, let somebody wear it. Like, that's, I can't believe that's not the new way to shame people now. It's like, oh, so we're going to burn $100 shirts instead of making sure we can put them on people who need clothes. Like, I can't believe that's not the thing. Right. Um. Probably because the people that are are burning the jerseys right now are the anti PC crowd, and they're probably a little less likely to care whether you think that that's the the wrong way to do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's probably a little and bit of that. Just by the way, it's noticeable that it's the anti PC crowd who's so offended and so outraged right, right now. All right. Everybody wants a safe space when they hear or see something they don't like. I don't care what side okay. of the aisle you're on. Okay. Everybody wants that. Stop being so PC, bro. Okay. And I hate the idea of the PC culture running amok, but it it's happened. It's already happened. It's over. The amount of things I could say on the radio in 2008 when I was doing this versus what I can say now has dramatically changed. And it's because, and Kevin Durant on Twitter actually point, proved this without a shadow of a doubt. Like he was clapping back to a fan and was doing it under a fake profile. Now why is that? Because if you want to tell the truth, you have to hide. You have to hide because everybody's got their fake morality out there. Yeah, but he wasn't saying anything offensive. That was just weird. That was just dumb. Yeah, that was, that was but weird. That's, but welcome to Twitter. That whole thing, Jason Whitlock pointed this out, that whole thing just proves how fake that all that Twitter mentality is, how fake that whole site is. That's all it does is prove that. But so the, the people are looking to like get their feelings out about these NFL protests. So a bar in Lake Ozark. Decided what they were going to do was create a new doormat for their bar. I just tweeted this out. It's also on our Facebook pages as well just now. And what they did is they took a Marshawn Lynch jersey and a Colin Kaepernick jersey and have duct taped them to the to the like pavement right in front of the front door of their bar okay. as the new doormat. Basically saying, look, look, we don't like what these NFL players are doing. The problem is is that they put the Lynch one first and then the Kaepernick, so now you're walking over it and it says Lynch Kaepernick. Uh, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, I guess there is. And so now the okay. bar owner saying, this is not a race thing. This is not a race thing. I, I didn't do it for that. I'm just saying I think these guys should stand and I don't like people disrespecting the national anthem and, and the flag and all this stuff. With that being the case, and if that's what you're saying, this isn't a racing, that's not what I meant by it. I didn't mean to imply that. Wouldn't you be like, you know what? We're going to stand by it and keep doing it. I'll just put Kaepernick on the left and Lynch on the right and fix that problem. Therefore, you can't make that argument. That was obviously going to be my take on this, but I think his answer to that is, is we didn't even think that much about it. These are just the two most notable players that were surrounding this, and we put the we put the jerseys down, which I don't believe him for not one second do I buy that. Well, and, But now it's been pointed out to you. Okay, you didn't think about it. Okay, switch right. them around. And you're still digging your heels in about right. how you should be able to have it that way, which is what tells me it is a little bit of a race issue for this guy. It is. Part of that is this. If you don't think a lot of people in America are thinking to themselves when they're watching these protests happen on Sunday, oh, you lazy black son of a bitch, get up. If you don't think that's what a lot of America's thinking, honestly, I envy you. 
and I almost wish I could live in the America you're pretending to live in. I believe that social media wildly exaggerates some of the issues, but they are, in fact, real issues. They're not just they're not just made up. They're exaggerated, yes, because that's what social media does. It exaggerates everything, good and bad. But this guy knew exactly what he was doing. I don't necessarily have a problem with if, dude, if you want to put a, a Colin Kaepernick jersey down and step on it, I, I don't care. Like, I don't feel like that's wrong. But you throw the Lynch Kaepernick thing in there. and it, it, But here's the thing. Do I still think that's wrong? Yes. Do I think that he should be allowed to do it? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, people are sending me pictures now of it turned around the other way with Kaepernick now the first and then Lynch. But I don't know if that's been photoshopped or now or not. But to me, you knew what you were doing when you put it down the first time, and you had it. It needed to be pointed out to you before you changed it. You knew. You didn't look at it and say, man, the first word of that is Lynch, and these are the shirts of two African American football players. You didn't know that? Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. It's, it's a little bit of a convenient it's stupidity too, there, right? It's too convenient for me. We'll be able to tell you whether or not you're a complete and utter psycho. We'll do that next. But first, let's pass out these Factory of Terror tickets. Take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And like I said, your favorite song might mean you're a psycho. We'll find out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, training. And that's the mantra over at Great American Shooting Sports, North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Great American Shooting Sports has an amazing rental section. You can actually rent a Century Arms AK-47 for just $20. They also have a Smith & Wesson AR-15 that you can rent for $20. Great American Shooting Sports is 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we're talking to my buddy Ricky Smith, founder of rake random acts of kindness everywhere he's doing a uh, a, like a charity bowling event on the 30th up in cleveland asked me to be a part of that so we'll talk to him about that talk to him about the nfl protest find out what he thinks about all that i have a sneaking suspicion i know what side he comes down on but it's always good when ricky's here he uh he is very good at reminding everybody that no matter how bad you think your life is somebody next to you close to you down the street from you somebody always has it worse than you and um, he's uh, he's always on me about that. Like, dude, like I get it, man. You're one of these guys where stress just gets to you, and you kind of like start to kvetch about your life. But man, it's like you got it pretty good. It's not the worst. No, it's and he's right. I do have it pretty good, and we all need reminding of that. And he's really, really good at that. So we'll have Ricky on the air with us at nine o'clock this morning. We're also going to get to the bottom of who's better, Outcast or Tribe Called Quest. Well, there we go. Hitting the hard-hitting yeah, questions yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. All the big topics. Doing them all. Doing them all. Like this one right here. All right. I, I believe in studies. I believe we should study people, find out what makes us all tick, right? Yeah, but, I mean, science has moved the ball along a couple times. But the internet can be really annoying with, like, are you this or are you this? Okay, is this a, hey, find out what Game of Thrones character you no, are by taking this quiz? No, not necessarily, because this was okay. actually done by scientists. Okay. Oh, you're okay. telling me that on Facebook when it says, we'll figure out which Friends character you are by your Starbucks order, that doesn't work? No, that that's was not science? That was not UCLA oh. telling you that you're Mick Mars. Oh, that, that's I, not I, that. I did not know. What that is 
is, however, is a list of the proper co- like questions in an order there and all in a row that you will answer to help people figure out what your passwords are. Because what was your first concert, your favorite rock song, or this and that are always part of those equations. That's what all of those things are, by the way. What Friends character am I? You're the next one to get hacked, Joey. Okay. That's which one you are. Okay. <laughs> We can tell by your pizza order which Ninja Turtle you are. Exactly. Right. Yeah, right. I know. I know. Right. Or you can steal my identity. Okay. One of those two things is happening, right? But they say here, scientists do, that they can figure out whether or not you're a psycho depending on your favorite song. A new study. Now, they took volunteers. They didn't just like put people in a net and like take them back to the lab, right? And they, they were looking at their taste in music in association with their scores also on a personality test to see if there was any correlation between music preference and you know psycho traits, essentially. Okay, I, I guess there would be some sort of overlap there in, in the art that you want to consume and the music that speaks to you. I get why that would sure. have something to do with your mental well-being. They say it's less about genre of music and more about the song. So it's not really? like, well, you like metal, so you're a crazy person, or you know, you like classical, so you're Hannibal Lecter. It's not about that. Too, uh, too bad nobody told your dad that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish back in the day, 1988, somebody would have told old man Stansberry. Oh, yeah, no, my parents bitching about the rock stars on my walls. Meanwhile, <laughs> Well, dude, Gene Simmons, if you watch Family Jewels, he was a great parent, and he's, my parents were psychos. So, okay, so this is, not, this is not coming down against Black Sabbath. You know, no, this is no, not, no, no, okay, not at all. Okay. So researchers at New York University, they played like 260 songs. Wow, they must have got those from us. <laughs> it was only 260, huh? That's it. That's the only ones that were it. Sounds like Rock 106.9 to me. Okay. And they played them for 200 people and found that those who had the biggest psychopathic scores, you're not going to believe the song. Okay, you're I'm, not going to believe it. I, I mean, dude, it has to be something metal, though, right? Like, I genuinely believe if we wouldn't have started this, I would have said, like, what is it, Paranoid? What is it, War Pigs? What is it, you know, is something of you're that? You're way off. Really? Way off. Okay. You could not be any further off. As okay. a matter of fact, I would have guessed Metal 2 and older. Like, this song's way newer. It's old now, but it's way newer than I thought it would be to have, to have the song be like the biggest one associated with psychopathic traits. Okay. You ready to find out what I'd it is? I'd love to know what it is. No diggity. Yeah. Yeah. This one scored off the charts. For Why? people who loved this song and also showed high psychopathic traits what? on their personality test. I don't get it. Now, if you would have said to me, narcissists... Then this song kind of makes sense, right? Because kind of like a, a lady killer type song. Yeah. You're, you're the swordsman with the, with the penile area. But it just, to me, has always felt like kind of like a... Hey, you're sexy. Let's bang. Right. Like, I you're know. at the bar and this song comes on and like there's a little bit of bob into your head. You're not really dancing because, I mean, let's be real, can't do that. You look awful. But a little so now, bob in your head, you walk up to her. I know he said bar. He meant... Parents' 50th anniversary party. Okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, because okay. that's this song now, right? Um, I can't believe that this is the song. This song's this song's old enough to be like your throwback Thursday, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's not that old, right? Was it probably 95, something I'm like that? I'm just saying it's in the same category as Baby Got Back, where when this song first comes out, old white people hate this kind of right. stuff, but give it 25 years. Now my mom sings it when she's buying melons at the mall. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my mom likes this song. I exactly. 
Think she's cool? Think she's still in tune to what's going on? Because she knows no diggity. Just now saying no diggity. She does the roof raise while oh, she's yeah. in her car for it. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. Just I can't believe it. What does this make you slay? How does this make you a slay? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get this one. I don't, I don't get it. The, the, the song that came in second. Now, this one makes a little bit more sense to me. Is Lose Yourself by Eminem. Now, this one I kind of get. It's a song about a guy talking to himself. Yeah, a little <laughs> so, bit like, I, I kind of get it. Um, this song's still hype, too. It's got that like a little bit of like... Oh, it'll you get know, you going. Right, right. Oh, yeah. um, but Filled with rage. Yeah, and Eminem is that guy. And you got to think of the audience of this, too. You know, just some white dude down in Canton South, just in his trailer, like getting himself ready for his job interview. He's got that terrible mustache wearing a John Cena shirt. Well, I'm wearing a John Cena shirt too, but that said, that aside, Maverick Menthols, right? Yeah, yep. has has had has had mental issues his entire life, but has never had them addressed because he's never had health insurance. He's sitting there, dude, just reciting the Eminem lines to himself. Get this is Salem's Lot. <laughs> getting ready to go to Speedway. I just, dude, Black Street's no diggity. Strange, strange. Another one, another high one on the list is is I did not, and I don't know it. Is it? Saya's Titanium. Oh no, I'm sorry. That had the lowest psychopathic score. Okay, I know that and song. And honestly, the second song with the lowest psychopathic score is actually a song that will make me like a little bit of a psycho when I hear it, okay. which is My Sharona by The Knack. Really? Oh my god, that song. Like this like this is one of those songs I never have to hear it ever again. I'm not going to say it's a bad song, totally catchy, good for its time and all that. But when you were this is the way I look. Like in my line of work, people bitch to me about the songs the radio station plays as if I'm not more tired of them than right, you are. Right. We've <laughs> been guys, sitting here. We dude, have no we can't turn the channel. Guys, when you bitch about the songs that are played on the radio station, literally you are preaching to the converted. Like I say this all the time. Like, you know I'm not in here playing my favorite bands, dude. I'd be in here playing Caius and Dozer and Queens of the Stone Age and Mothership and you know, Scorpion Child and like you know, right now you're all like what? Who? What? what is all that stuff? But so this, this song, song, this song has the lowest psych, one of the lowest psychopathic scores on personality tests. That makes zero sense. I would think this song drives people crazy. You listen to it, and if you're the type of person who listens to this song again and again and again, something is mentally wrong with you. It's like listening to the Macarena 800 times. What the hell are you doing? Why would you do that? That proves yeah. you're a psycho. It's no like that diggity. other song. That's hey, terrible. Mickey, Mickey, here's a fine. Oh, uh, 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 I hate that song. I hate this song too. Um. You know what my least fa- I you know what my least favorite song maybe ever is though? My least favorite song ever might be Come on Eileen. Come on Eileen? I hate Come on Eileen. I hate dude, Come on Eileen is nails on a chalkboard to me. I don't like this one either. Yeah. You know what? 99 Red Balloons can go F itself, too. That song Dude, can go... So, so just say you hate my 1017, bro. What do you Which is crazy. Right That's my favorite radio station in this town, for sure. Far and away, my 1017 is my favorite radio station. Oh, dude, this is just nails on a chalkboard to me. Though. Yeah, these songs, these are the ones that can make you a psychopath, and I can't believe uh, No Diggity makes the list, and this one does. What's your favorite song? 
Ah, am I going to pick a favorite song right now? Or am I, I mean, pick it's a so hard, right? Right, right. That's a, that's a difficult question. And I'm sure no, if I was like, dude, here's my favorite song, it'd be like, mm, that's not on this list. What do we got else on that list? There's that nothing else on They didn't give me anything else on the list, but they gave me the two highest and the two lowest. If I'm picking from all of that, I'm going no diggity. If I'm picking from all that, My Sharona was one of them, Lose Yourself. Uh, oh, favorite song out of the out four. Out those, yeah. Oh, I'm going with Lose Yourself over No Diggity. No doubt. Yeah, I'm going with this over No Diggity. No Diggity's damn good, though. So, I mean, we're both on the psychopathic on there. Well, you drink black coffee, too. We both drink black coffee, too. They say that makes you psycho. Well, dude, we'll take a break, and we'll find out which member of Poison you are next, and then we'll find out whether or not we just shoot you in the back parking lot. But I want to know which member of Iron Maiden I would be. None of them. You'd be the guy selling the t-shirts. That's who you'd be. If you were going to be one of the guys in Iron Maiden, you'd probably play an instrument. You might do that. I have a story here, and it's pretty much the best reason to never Airbnb your house. Ever. And we'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home. That's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rap city better go capture this moment and hope it don't be better. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Brett Michaels tickets. We'll pass those out around 845. If you've never used Airbnb, essentially what it is, is you rent out either your whole home when you're not going to be using it or when you go on vacation, or maybe you just rent out a room in it if somebody's coming into town just needs a room maybe one, two nights, they don't want to stay at a hotel, and you like offer up like a space in your home on Airbnb. Now, I did this my first year working here. I was still living in Cleveland. I was commuting, but it was Hall of Fame weekend. And I was like, man, I got too much to do to be driving back and forth every day. So I Airbnb'd a house here, and the people were home. They were in it. Now, they were all the way up on the third floor, and they gave me entire access to the whole first floor, right? But that was a creepy thing that I would never do again. Yeah. I even remember, I think I like dropped you off there or yeah. something. And, and it, it was a beautiful home. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Colonial Heights, I think, is where they lived. Very clean. Very, yeah. like, I mean, the people were very nice. You could tell the dude had money. Yeah, but it still felt very, very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I, I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I think from the perspective of staying with somebody, no matter what, no matter how much you pay, no matter what they say, you're still going to feel like you are in their home, right? Because you're, you are in their you're, home. You're going to feel like you're 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 in like you know inconveniencing them. And I came home that night with a date. I took a date to the game, and right. I was like, "Well, I, I mean, I want to have sex with my date." Like, it probably had to feel like a little bit like you were sneaking under your parents' house. It I'm did. Sure. It, I mean, we were. I was like, we were both a little drunk. Right. We got ahead of cab ride home. Right. And we, you know, I kind of said, "I was like, shh." as we're like going through the door and I was like I'm a grown person Which, what am I doing on one hand that was probably kind of cool because it made you feel like you know young and dangerous again it's like smoking weed in the basement where it's like oh yeah man this is what we had, used to have to do but if that was like what you were really going to have to do that would be terribly inconvenient it would be yeah I didn't like it I'm sure I didn't like it now would I consider maybe Airbnb being a house that they weren't in again and maybe if I, like, if I was going to go back and visit someplace and some people were like they weren't going to be in the home maybe 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be a, a it's little... It's still sleeping in somebody else's... I mean, I know that's what a hotel is. I know that's what it is. And ultimately, probably dirtier a Right, hotel. yeah, more people coming and going there. Right. Um, but you'd still There's feel about at it. least a little bit uncomfortable just because you're in someone else's house. The fact that they weren't there would make it well, easier. Well, not only that, but the, the not that they're not for sure, but the hotel's not supposed to videotape me in my hotel room. Right. Where right. if I'm in your home... Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know what the rules are there, but I know you probably have a better chance to do it without me knowing it if I'm in your home. That's fair. That I is. would think, right? So that would bother me. But this story coming out of Minnesota, Minnetonka, Minnesota, where a guy had rented out a room in his home through Airbnb, and allegedly woke up to the guest lying in bed with his seven-year-old daughter. Oof. Yeah. Um. My guess is now I know the like the guy who I rented my house here from from here he had decent money but I would imagine a lot of people are doing this because they're having probably you know problems paying their bills sure and so they Airbnb out a room but he wakes up and has the guy laying in his seven year old daughter's bed like there's no piece of there's no amount of money that's worth that no of course not and, and I know he didn't think that that was going to happen. But it's stories like this that are, I think, are going to scare people off of this kind of stuff. Um, it's 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 definitely. I mean, I don't want to say irresponsible to have somebody a stranger in your house when you have children, but like that really does need to be a part of this equation. Is like, if you have kids, how on earth could you think this was a good idea? Now, I guess you know you stayed somewhere where it was a husband and wife, and I guess you could make the same argument of like, well, if you have your wife in the house, I mean, how do you know that that guy's not going to be a rapist or something? But with children, it just seems like. An obvious no. Why? How could you possibly do that? Apparently, the guy got back home. The guy was running the room, got back home after a wedding, right? right. And instead of going into the rented room, he oh. went into the host's bedroom where the girl had fallen asleep in her father's bed. Okay, so this wasn't like a princess bed. This wasn't like... No, it wasn't her bedroom. Okay. The homeowner told police he went, he went in to see what was happening after he noticed the lights were on in his room. Apparently, the man was lying on the bed next to the man's daughter whose nightgown had been pulled up. Uh, now, now, that could move while shifting and sleep and this and that, although if you get into a bed, you should... Dude, even hammered. And I've been hammered, like blackout hammered. I know if somebody else is in the bed. Queen-size bed, her on the other side. I mean, now listen, I'm not trying to make an excuse for a child molester, and by no stretch do I, know, I want yeah. this. But we, you, you and I know that you have to say yeah, that. Yeah, you have to, to say to, that. To, you know, to, to, to make it clear. But, like, there's no scenario where you black out after a wedding. You come home to a strange house that you don't know. You open up that door. There's a bed. You just zonk right out. It's possible. I mean, if this girl, if this yeah. girl claims something, if this girl, if there's evidence or anything like that, I'm just saying it's in the realm of possibility that this was. Yeah, you know what it is. It's just I just have a hard time looking for the good in people. And, I do. Now, if this was like a Barbie bedroom and there's a pink bed and that there's you know it's child stuff everywhere and you lay down in a twin bed with a kid, that's completely different. But this is a full size bed. It's a generic bedroom. I don't know. But why, uh, but, why, but why would you have your kid in that house from the get-go? Apparently, the host started yelling at the guy, so then he got up, grabbed his wallet and suit jacket before running outside. So cops show up. They, have, they release the canine out to try to track him down. Right. They find him um, in a partially covered fishing boat at, on the neighbor's property where they had rested him, and he was wearing nothing but the sport jacket. 
That's not a good sign. And why would you run if this really is what happened? But I guess you're hammered and somebody's screaming now at you. Now there's cops and there's a kid. Uh, ah, yeah, the whole thing just sounds like a mess. The seven-year-old was evaluated at the hospital. While speaking with investigators, the girl said that the man had allegedly whispered something about keeping a secret. Okay. She said he tried to pull down her underwear, okay. but he pull, she pulled it back up according to the complaint. Yeah, this guy knew exactly yep. what he was doing. Now we're in a different conversation. That's a whole different, yep. you know, yeah, a can of beans there. That, like, dude, imagine. Imagine the anger that would run through you. Imagine the anger that this guy's feeling about himself right now. I I just can't get over that, that you decided with a child in the house that that was a good idea. You're blaming yourself for that. Oh, for sure you are. And it just goes to show you the desperation of some people's financial situations. It's like, it'll force you to make decisions that are not great because you're trying to make ends meet. I mean, you know, as I drive Uber, like, it's one thing to have people in my car, and it's kind of like, well, that's a little bit. Right, but your home's a completely different story. When you're driving, no, you don't have kids, but when you're driving around, people won't have access to your kids exactly. when you're driving them around in your house. They absolutely would. Yeah, I, uh, I I love Uber. I love Lyft. I love that whole thing. I'm not sure I'm down with the Airbnb thing. We talked about Ric Flair a little earlier in the program, and apparently there's another former wrestler, Marty Jannetty. Do you know? Like I would imagine. <laughs> yes, I know Marty. Gennetti, Do you know Marty Jannetty? I'm wearing a John Cena shirt as we speak. I know who Marty Jannetty is. Marty Jannetty has got himself into a little bit of a weird situation over a young woman that is or is not his daughter. I don't know. We'll figure it all out together next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just got a text from my good buddy Ricky from uh, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. He's about a minute away. Nice. So we'll talk to him during the 9 o'clock hour. Very interested to talk to him about quite a bit, actually. Some of his... Dude, apparently he's got five events he's doing on Saturday alone. Busy man, right dude, there. He's spread thin. That guy. He's got a couple of TV shows on the networks now, and he's always hanging out with Cavs and Browns players. Like they all love him. Jamil Hill from ESPN's like one of his like best buddies. Like she's in town Saturday night for his like rake and bowl event that he's doing. Stan's very looking for the hookup right there. Dude, I know your boy is looking for the hookup. I know you're too proud to ask. I'll go ahead and ask, dude. Get your boy the hookup. I right asked there. him once. So I did ask Ricky once. I was like, Yo, dude. I was like, You know, get her number for me. And he's like, Well, I have it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, am I asking him for a number of a woman he's he's doing with? something with her? Um, I, I don't know. You I don't never, know. You never hear anything about like who she's dating or anything. Or, or him. Like, yeah. Because, dude, he keeps everything on the down low. I don't know. So I'm interested. I mean, dude, my obsession with her goes back even when she was still a little, and people are going to take issue with this, but she used to be a little chubby back in the day. And your boy still liked it. I think last time Ricky came here, he brought some like, like wasn't it wasn't it some chick he brought with him? And like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's always know. some young woman okay. who like wants Tag to along. do good in the world. Okay, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like God. Ricky, dude. I always say Ricky might be Black Jesus, but yet all his apostles are like, are, are beautiful young women. Dude gets it's a, Dude gets a divorce, decides that yeah, you know what? I'm gonna hand out pieces of pizza. All of a sudden, it's just hot chicks everywhere you look. Pieces of pie coming his way. Jeez. Yeah, he's doing pretty good, that guy. So we'll talk to Ricky about that and, you know, some other things facing the world. Yeah, there's things out there. I don't know this guy, but he looks familiar. Marty Jannetty? Oh, yeah. 
He's dude. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's one of the main reasons why I really like pro wrestling. Um, I remember being young. I'm probably like six years old, five years old, six years old. Me and okay. my brother watching it on Saturday mornings. Him and Shawn Michaels were a tag team, and they were the Rockers. And it was the late '80s, and it was you know they were like long-haired hippie people. The long-haired hippie. They looked like they belonged in a in a, in like a crew video, right? Yeah, they okay. looked like Warrant. They looked like Poison. They looked like they were gonna be playing at the Hard Rock Roxino on December 29th. It was exactly Brett Michaels like that. Says, and it was. We'll Get you in. And it was just like they were young, they were high flyers, it was high energy, and I can remember that being like my first like, oh my god, pro wrestling, here's what it is. So So now there's something going around with Marty Janetti. Now things have fallen apart from Marty in the years, dude. Marty, um, you know, you got Shawn Michaels who essentially went on from the Rockers skyrocketed to become the heartbreak kid. I mean, the guy's starring in movies now, but he put together one of the most impressive WWE careers in the history of the of, of the end of the industry. Um, and Marty Janetti got kicked through a window, and things just quickly fell apart for the dude. Like so, I'm talking bad, bro. Like I follow him like on Jake Facebook. Jake the Snake bad? Uh, yes, dude. Like 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 substance abuse issues. Um like his Facebook has just become it's like over the top like derogatory towards women talking about like yo banging out these whores, banging out that whore, like should I should I put it in her and it's just like, "Oh my god, dude, what are you doing?" But he doesn't care because he's like been banned from WWE. They're never going to give him Oh, the, is that right? Yeah, they're never going to give him the nod there. Oh my god. Dude, I wish it's I would have known all it's that. It's bad, dude. So according now, I have the post, and we actually this is up for you. WRQK.com. I've tweeted it out. It's also on our Facebook page as well. Right. Sansbury uh, Show.com there, and um, we see here that he did a DNA test on a woman he had been raising as his daughter named Bianca. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if this was raising as his daughter or had been presented as his daughter. I think he thought this woman was his daughter. I don't, but I don't think from a, from child. Like I don't think he got the. Like I think this woman came to him later in life, said, "Hey, you got me pregnant in the '80s. This is your daughter, Bianca." Okay. Yeah, I think that's. Right. I think that's the story right there. <laughs> okay. Is All some, right. That's way different. Is some rockers groupie came out and was like, "Yo, you know, you. It's either you or Shawn Michaels from the tag team back in the day. A little bit of both. Maybe. Maybe, who knows, dude? A little milkshake, baby. There, you don't know. Um, but you, 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 you came in, or she came in, and would presented him as like, "Hey, here's your 19 year old daughter that you haven't known until about until now." So. At his Facebook page, he says, we both held out of sex because you don't do that. No, you don't. He says, but now we ain't. He said, Bianca is effing hot, implying he was conflicted with having sex with her because he can't get past the notion that she's his like daughter. And so now he's like basically posing the question, and I didn't know all about all this other like uh, you know awful stuff he was doing to females online. Oh, it's just been terrible, dude. I mean, dude, he's basically asking people whether or not he should have sex with this young woman Bianca now that they're not father daughter. He says we both held out of sex because you don't do that. So I'm to take that as they had discussed it when they thought they were it. father daughter and then that this is why they got the DNA test cuz they wanted to bang it out and now they're trying to figure out whether or not they could I mean, like that's gross enough yeah that's that's gross dude like i guess maybe you could make the argument of like well did you know deep down inside that this really wasn't your dad did you really know that this wasn't your daughter and that's why you had that sexual attraction there because like uh, i guess i don't know buddy I, I, I mean i mean i guess you put yourself in this situation and hey here's this 
this 19 year old, and this chick is attractive. We, she we, is. We she's. she's yeah, she's a good looking woman. Um, and and presented to you at age 19. Not like you raised her. Not like it was like, hey, you know, this is, you know, because if you adopt a kid, it's the same thing. You can't have sex with your child when they turn 18. You just can't do that. Like, so if you were, yeah, in, that's weird. If you were in this situation and you find out, hey, she's not my daughter. It's two years later. I mean, is that 100% a no go? Yeah, I think so, dude. She's never called you dad, never looked at you as a father figure. Yeah, but she's never called me dad, but she's gonna in 15 <laughs> minutes. Like, no, I'm, it's gonna freak me out. I don't think I could do that. Like, I once upon a dude, but I'm a weirdo. Like, I, I am. I'm a dude, I'm a head case for sure. Like, I once upon a time was really attracted to this woman who had the same first name as my mom, and it freaked me out. Yeah, that's, it freaked weird. me out. Any woman that I'm like close with, whether it's my mom, one of my aunts, one like of my, my cousins, niece. yeah, you can't. Like, Dude, if you give me a porn star with the same name as my niece, I'm like, dude, I can't get it. I can't. No, I do. I hands above the waist. Like, I cannot do it. It's weird, but I mean, I, I don't know. Janetti's lived a weird life. I, uh, I, I, it's, it's not weird, dude. Drinking a thirty pack of Keystone Light a day isn't weird. <laughs> it's That's not sad. This isn't. This isn't necessarily incest to me. So I can't necessarily be like, well, morally this is wrong. But there's no way I'm acting in this situation, right? I mean, like, how terrible about yourself would you feel? All right, so. Stepbrother, stepsister, they're allowed to bang. Ah, dude, did you were you did you come up as children together? That makes a difference to me. If your families came together at age six and you were both six years old, and you, you know by the time you turn eighteen, you lived your life as siblings. There, I can't sign off on that. But if your mom gets married later in life to another dude's, you know, you're both twenty four, and you both come in, you're both twenty four, so you can drink. It's you've done. I'm, you're right? adults. You're, you're adults. You're not of the same family, you're but your siblings. parents got married. I mean, are you hooking up with your stepsister? I, I want to say no, but put yourself in that situation, and I'm sure oh, I'm banging my steps. I was gonna say, I'm sure there's some chick out <laughs> oh, there sorry. where you'd be like, "All right, she looks like Jaden James. I'm in." Yeah, I gotta tell you, like, I would just look at my dad and be like, "Bro, what do you think was gonna happen?" <laughs> you th- like, as a matter of fact. I remember the one day my my dad we were still like young but my brother's 7 years older than I. So he was probably 17, I was probably around 10. And my dad took us down to New Philly for a funeral, right? Like somebody in his family died. Somebody we had never met. So like my brother and I are like, what the hell are we doing here? Like right. we don't even know right. any of these people, right? And so you go into the funeral home and then downstairs is where, you know, all the coffee cakes laid out yep. and everybody's like having coffee and all that stuff, right? And my brother spots at like a table of like honest like to God, like I still remember like hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, like, dude, honestly was like like a hound. Like for the longest time. I mean he's married now, but for the longest time he's a total hound. And so, like, he kept saying to my, it, like, kept, like, nudging me. He's like, dude, look how cute that girl is. And my dad eventually taps him on the shoulder and says, you realize you're related at some point, Ugh. right? Like, you realize that. And my brother starts asking him the questions. Well, I mean, if they're third cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my brother, 17, 17, trying to ask his minister of step <laughs> You know, and then he started throwing that. He's like, you're not even my real dad. I could totally rail all of this whole table 17 years old trying to get laid at a funeral for christ's sakes god i miss my brother i can't wait for christmas this is gonna be awesome <laughs> such good times if you want to check out that marty Janetti video and his uh, facebook post you can do so at wrqk.com our good buddy ricky i believe is here we'll take a short break come right back get him on the air next on rock 1069. 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Miss anything from this show or any show prior, you can podcast it at WRQK.com. Joined in studio live now by my good buddy, Ricky Smith, who founded Rake, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. Yeah. And you're pretty much on the let's do nice things for other people, expecting nothing in return train. Yeah. And it's been awesome. And it's caught wildfire. So much so that, what, did you had a show on the Travel Channel? Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, we're that still was doing, figuring out what's going on with the pilot. That was doing uh, pretty good there, from yeah, what I heard. Yeah. You did good things with that. You got a couple of other scripts in the works. Yeah. I know you um, you did some writing work for, what was it, uh, Black Dynamite? Yeah, your, your audience knows. You, your audience. Uh, they love stopped. you. I get stopped all the time. They love you. Oh, they love you because they like you You embrace me. Well, I think a lot of my audience, and I'm just going to throw it out there, a lot of them go, see, I don't hate black people. I like that guy. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? I, I thought about getting a website tokenblack.com you know and, and for <laughs> sure you should you should do that so this saturday you've got this event going on events but yeah multiple multiple events five events have, in one day you have, yeah you have five events in one day yeah. but you're doing rake and bowl that evening. rake and bowl and Make it's sure you to- put the k rake Rake and Bowl. Okay, Rake fair, and Bowl. Fair, yeah. fair point. Rake and Bowl there, and it's hosted by ESPN's own Jameel Hill. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm a big, big, big fan. Have a huge you thing. Want, you're bowling. I, you am I bowling? Do, yeah, you're bowling. I, I was trying to figure out what it no, is. No, you're bowling. I'm bowling. Do you want to be in a lane next to her? I'd like to be in her lane. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'd like to be in her lane. I thought you at least would go with the gutter reference. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no. I, I got a whole. I don't know if I can say it. I don't know what. what the, no, no, no. I'm going bowling balls and gutters and. No, I'm going the, full, okay. full big baller brand. I'm, I'm, I'm in that lane. Okay. I'm in that lane. Okay. No, I yeah, I'm a huge fan, so I'm excited about this, and she she'll be bowl. hosting it for. She it. can bowl. Can she bowl? That's actually the the basis behind the event because she was last time she was here during the finals. Uh, we went bowling. With a bunch of sports writers and myself and some other athletes, and she won. She beat everybody. Why is bowling so big amongst athletes? I've heard that time and time again, and like plenty of guys are out there bowling. What's like? What you is know, it? That- I just picked it up like a month ago. I'll be honest with you, I don't drink really anymore. Really. I mean, while I'm bowling, while I'm bowling, while I'm bowling. Okay, I'm bowling. I was gonna say, dude, I, gonna say, no dude, I follow you on Instagram, yeah. bro. You still drink? Uh, no, it's just this thing where you could go. You, you you put like everyone grew up bowling. They grew up lower middle class. Sure. It's not a rich person sport. Not really. So it's kind of a throwback. Like, let's go bowling. All right. Okay. So where do all the proceeds go then? To random acts of kindness everywhere. We just uh, we just went to Houston. We took two semi trucks down to Houston. I went there for four days. The next thing naturally is Puerto Rico. I have some friends, um, supporters. Good for you. You know what? Honestly, I've been a little bit let down by America's like yeah. pray for, you know, Puerto well, Rico and that whole thing. thing. Is, I, I kind of did the same thing myself because I saw the disparity of what we did for Houston and Florida, and we didn't see in Puerto Rico. But my whole mo is instead of tweeting about it. Like, hey, what are we doing for Puerto Rico? I tweeted, and I was like, well, I guess we. Is you. Me. So I have some supporters that are actually going down this weekend who are going to assess the situation for me. Big, Rick is big time now. They're going to come back with a report and want to see how we can help uh situation with be a driver, myself going, or things of that sort. We just don't want to go down and, you know, exhaust. Uh, ex- ex- exhaust? Yes, thank you. The resource is already there. So when does the Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere app drop? Ooh, thanks. That's why I look like crap. Because, um, <laughs> dude, you've been working crazy. on that thing nonstop. I have, I have. So, is, dude, is building an app harder than I think it is, then? Building an app is the hardest thing in the world. I have it on my phone. What um, makes it hard? Making it relevant to all users? Let me ask you this. Do you know anything about building an app? Not at all. Me either. So every day, I literally have to read like just to catch up on what they asked me yesterday. Okay, fair point. And you literally come from scratch. So what does it look like? What does it do? And these are things that, and they're literally in a room. They're in India. And then you have a middleman that's in Silicon Valley, and they're looking at you. And you're like, oh, yeah, just, just, 
you know, it's like going to a restaurant and like, oh, you want, I don't want to be, like Chinese food. Okay. Like, just give me some fried rice. I'm like, well, what do you want in it? And you're like, um, I, I don't, don't know. know. Just put what you put in it. Just make fried yeah, rice. And they're for like, me. no, what goes in it? Okay. So, so I what, have to learn like how to build an app and this and that, but it's the craziest thing in the world. So through the app, are you trying then to let people announce their random acts of kindness that they're doing so we got to inspire other people? Fourfold. We actually have Rake of the Day. Oh, okay, so cool. So I go in and I literally suggest, it could be based on the calendar, you could text me and say, Rick, we should do, uh, everyone go walk a dog today. Bloop. We put it in, it goes to your phone, you do it, you press it, cool. Okay, so it's basically a rake assignment. Well, it's, I, I said four, that's one. Okay. <laughs> There's rake challenge. Okay. Where I can literally hop on, I can do a stranger or yourself and say we're battling for the day. And all the users vote who did the best rake of that day. That's kind of cool. Yeah. If you make it competitive, people will oh, want to do it, and you'll so end up getting it's a cool group. things. So you link to your Facebook, Instagram. The other one is you actually see where your rake goes. So I do buy you a sandwich. You buy a photo. We all download it, and you can literally see how far it goes. You know, a lot of people want to know that yeah. because a lot of people want to yeah. donate money, but it's like, well, is the CEO no, just sticking the, it in their the pockets? Or? Just the fun of like, hey, I did this. But then the fourth part is actually um, you literally, as a community. So let's say you're traveling. You want to go golf. You want to go. You're in Seattle. You know, link up with well, I do want to go golf, but you're a puss who quit and decided to pick up no, bowling instead because it's golf. easier. I just don't golf in 12 degree weather like you. And you literally, <laughs> let me tell you what you did. Let me tell, let me tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you what, why, why you're not doing well and trying to entice people to golf with you. Okay. I'm at a stoplight. This is um, not literal. I'm at a stoplight and you have this souped up car. Right? Okay. I have a car that I think is pretty decent and you're rubbing your engine. You're blowing. I'm out. I'm not going to race you when the light turns green. Okay. Now, if you would have come, you're like, scared. Right. If you would have come, like, oh, you know, <laughs> okay, well, as long as you're willing to admit you're scared, you, you woof so hard, and I'm like, this guy will send me photos of you in like gloves and a scarf. He's like, oh, I'm out here golfing 12 degrees. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that well. I just did a 42 under. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to go drink and just hit the ball a couple times. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't want to golf with you then. If, 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 <laughs> and I'm competitive. I feel like I, I will be. You, you are competitive. You <laughs> will not beat me, but you are competitive. I'm you're not going to beat me Saturday either. Teacher told me. Okay. And she got fired for this. But what? She said, that, I got, that nobody I got, likes a smart got, Alec? Well, pretty much. I got an A <laughs> yeah. on the test. I got an A on the test. She wrote, every blind squirrel finds a nut someday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Supportive so, there. What are the other four <laughs> events you're doing on Saturday uh, for Ray? So we're starting off with a 5K at 9 in the morning. Jeez, yeah, I'm not doing that. Then we're doing hashtag lunchback. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that we're is doing cool that event. at 1030 at Liquid. These are both. Then we're going to Bulong, my favorite Chinese food restaurant downtown Cleveland. It's, uh, we're doing a karaoke uh, brunch where people can hang out, uh, games, connect four, uno, the whole nine. Then seven o'clock, we're doing the rake and bowl. And then we're doing a party with Mick Boogie. Oh, I like we're Mick. We're flying him in at Magnolia. Oh, school, cool. Yeah, Mick's a good dude. Yeah. That's cool It'll to be see. Fun. So, for those of people that don't know about rake, how this started was, is it, and I'm West sure. You, Philadelphia, born and raised. I'm sure you uh, love this story. Most of my days. But you got left by your wife. And uh, she was Whoa. like, see Every time I come, he makes the, the, it's always the same story, but it just sounds worse. Worse. Yeah. Well, I've told it Next 10 time times now. Like, she, uh, but yeah. no, seriously. And you were like a little down. Not a little. I was a lot. And I, I thought you, I was going to divorce on Facebook. You felt like you needed to have, yeah, he did find out on Facebook, which is really sad. Yeah. Uh, you felt like you needed to pick me up. So you started, if I remember this correctly, you just started high fiving people. Well, it, it went down even worse than that. I was living in my car. My car got repossessed. I got a friend convinced me to live on her couch. She's actually flying in for LA for the four year anniversary but I was living on her couch I had a bike my bike got stolen outside of a club literally a screw you the guy had 20 bucks left in my name and it kind of was like when I was like you know what just I'm out I'm done Hollywood's not working and I took the 20 bucks and I bought pizza for homeless people and uh, just started high-fiving and giving pizza and next thing I know the next day I got a TV writing gig isn't that crazy 
It's it's unreal. And I literally was like, oh shoot, I got to keep doing. You this. are a, a you are a good poster boy for don't ever give up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you're yeah. a talented you guy, know. but life know. had shut a lot know. of doors you in your know. face. You, you feel like happened. you feel like if you wouldn't have given those pizzas out, I mean, you still would have got that gig the next day, right? Nah. 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 You think that was you think that was karma balancing things out a little bit I there? I don't believe in karma, but I, I believe you're a god person, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a universe person. Okay, I do fair enough. Somebody, I believe God is more of a, uh, a circus uh, um, ringmaster ring okay. than he is this like Sims uh, controller. Okay. Oh, I would like your version better than what most people say. Yeah. I like that. I can live with that. My mom's not listening. I said, my mom, I realized yesterday is why I don't love God. Okay. Because, like, we were leaving the house today. I was talking to her. I stopped over there this morning, and she was like, oh, you know, da-da-da, gotta get them. That's her line, or gotta do this. Right. I go, Mom, what about slaves? And I'm a comedian, so let's... Right. Let's people, like, first of all, I'm a, Like, what's on set? First the, and foremost. You foremost. have to, like, say this for right. the people that are very literal. I'm a comedian. So I'm like, what about that slave master every day prayed... I mean, the slave that every day prayed that slave master would let him free. And he died. But he's like, God's one day gonna get him. Let me guess. Mysterious ways. I don't know. I that, that's, always, that's, that's, that's always, always the, answer. the answer. And I, I have a hard oh. time with the mysterious oh, ways yeah, 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 answer. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time yeah. with that. You're not praying in the cancer ward. You're not praying, you know, well, as, as... It's as, very, it's very convenient. It's very convenient. time we have, but it goes directly... Our conversation was directly into the silent protest. Because my mom was like, the player should pray. Okay, well, uh, hold on. Okay. Dude, I, I need you to Keep put a pin like, in okay, that. I am, I've been wanting to know how you feel yeah. about the NFL protest. Let me take this break. We'll come right back and we'll find that out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry here for the Wiggum Auto Family. The Wiggum Auto Family is currently Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership, meaning no matter what type of car you're looking for, make, model, price range, no matter what it is, the Wiggum Auto Family can find it for you. I was looking for a pre-owned Honda Accord, and sure enough, Wacom found me exactly what I was looking for and well within my price range. You can take a look through their massive pre-owned inventory right now at Wacom.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. You'll see there that the Wacom Auto family has currently over 500 different pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. Like I said, no matter what it is you're after, the Wacom Auto family can and will find it for you. Credit can be a huge issue when thinking about buying a major purchase like a car, and don't worry. The Wiggum Auto family currently deals with over 30 different lenders, so no matter what your credit issues have been, they can get you financed for the loan you need for the car that you want. Do not head into the winter season with an unreliable vehicle. Let's get you upgraded. Let's do it today. Log on to Wiggum.com or stop by in person at the Wiggum Auto Mile. That's at West Husk and Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Do what I did. Save the Wiggum Way. It's nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Joined in studio by my good buddy Ricky Smith, who founded Rake, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. We're doing Rake and Bowl together. That's this Saturday night. What are you going to bowl? That's, the cor- that's at, the, uh, it's at the corner alley in Cleveland, right? What are you going to bowl downtown? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I haven't bowled. Call your number. Oh, call your number. I haven't bowled. So did you hear this? I don't know if he told you. You were out the room. This man told me he bowled. He had two balls and shoes when he was a kid. He's grand. He used to bowl with my grandpa and solo lanes. Hey, bowl. I'll take things that a black guy can do to a white guy that a white guy can't do to a black guy for five hundred. I can't mimic your voice right now. I'll never no, be heard from ever. You can't again. do my voice. If you now, if you did a bad voice, if you're like, hey brother, hey, what's going on, brother? Yeah, hey, bro, we out here. But that was that was actually good. That was a good Dan. <laughs> That wasn't a general white guy. Like are you was, are, are you gonna hit over a hundred? You think? I mean, I doubt it. Okay. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, bro, I'm not good. Like I used to be good, but no, are dude, you, nobody bowls. Are you good? Oh, dude, I feel like it's been forever since you I bowled. I can tell you if I'm good. 
prepubescent teens is who bowls. That's and actually old, not old what, people, right? Old people. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like, no, well, like, dude, in your sex having years, I, you don't bowl. No, I, I bet you <laughs> you just offended half your listeners. I bet you Canton is like the bowling hall. I offended him well before the bowling thing, Rick. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not scared. you're not scared. Dude, you in the studio offended more people I'm than sure, me making I'm fun sure, of bowling. Sure. The fact that Canton loves haunted houses, there's, oh, yeah. there's still like video, there's still see, video see, stores see, around see, here. See. I, I will I will say, I bet you wait, Canton's a big wait, bowling wait, town. Wait, wait, there's video stores? Oh, family video. Oh, family video, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. Just well, dude, down. how do you think human trafficking happens? <laughs> you, think, you think people just fall from the sky? No, no you rent them in the adult section. No, yeah, family video is still a thing down here for sure. I'm so lost. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple in Parma. You yeah. got them up there, too. Last time I went to Parma, you know what happened? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I have a sneaking suspicion. TMZ and, found out as well. And, well, yeah, that's, ab- that's absolutely true at the Olive Garden. I know. Right? That's the last time I was in Parma. All right, so I wanted that actually helps to segue into the next thing I, I, I want to be talking about here, which is the NFL protest because yeah. everybody's pissed. You use a serious voice. Yes, let's not get serious. Let's let's just be as we everybody's are. pissed about these NFL protests. Serious okay. voice continues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he turned the key like in another news <laughs> and uh, protests. And I was annoyed with Kaepernick at the at the onset of all this, and I believe Kaepernick is an ultimate. For full disclosure, I believe Kaepernick is a one hundred percent fake. And I think that he is being led around the nose by his girlfriend. Now, I believe some of the things he's trying to shine a light on are true. But Wait, I also think he's a fake. But I also believe social media wildly exaggerates issues. Uh-huh. All right. But I think Colin Kaepernick is a fake because none of this started until he lost his job. No. And That's not true. and before before the kneeling and the protest, there were reports out about how he was aloof in the locker room. People didn't you know, like him. You know Nobody love, wanted to play with him. You know I love Dan. But Dan. Dan asked me a question that just told me. Well, I'm walking people to the brink of why we're but talking I'm saying, about it. I'm saying you, but you, you didn't give me like just the factual. Like you put your own personal spin on it. No, I told you what happened, and that that is was, uh, that is right, what. Ahead, well, I do think it. he's a fake. I do. I think Mar- I think Martellus Bennett is the better face of this issue for the NFL. But the problem is now is that this is no longer the issue. We're kneeling over. Well, I don't even know what now. Yeah. Like at first it was police brutality, which I yeah. do agree does happen. Mm-hmm. But what are we kneeling about now? Like I don't even know now. Right? Now Aaron Rodgers has everybody tonight linking arms in the stadium and yeah, I for the, I, I can't weird. I can't that's figure weird. out what's going on. I, and I tried to do the thing that you should never do on social media. I tried to ask a serious question. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? I really don't I didn't understand, and I'll, I'll get. Like, I have serious thoughts, and actually, I've never talked about my real thoughts about. Um, well, I'm happy you saved my prayer because I feel like this is a great forum because people can't write in my mentions or comments quickly. Right. But I, I, I well, I and you can express yourself. Well, I think the original thing was Kaepernick. I think what he did, he he believed in it. The funny thing is, the first two games he protested, nobody knew. Right, that is true. That and that so he, was he was doing, doing it before people noticed. He was doing his own thing, and the reason why I don't think he's fake, I have, I'm not a fan of Kaepernick, but for different reasons. Okay, he didn't vote. Okay, and he openly said he didn't vote. That's my own personal thing. I think people died and people marched. People did these things to vote for the right to vote. But I get it is the right to vote. Yeah, so it's the right not to vote. But I'm just saying, as a minority, you can't do all this stuff and protest. And then not do what we were taught or what we understood. What makes the biggest change? What makes the biggest change? Uh, I don't know. Do you feel like other actions can make a bigger change outside of just the voting booth? Well, guess what? It I mean, a lot of people him. voted in this last election. Look what happened. They didn't, theoretically. Well, on the wrong... Uh, let me stay on task here. Okay. Uh, so he did the first two, was silent. Sure. And then, because well, from my understanding, I have to always say from my understanding, but it's because you don't know what's out there. I read 10 different things. I'm pretty well... Research, but I'm sure some followers are going to be like, oh, da da da. 
the they never even showed the national anthem other than the Super Bowl or really really big NFL games. Right. They never showed the anthem. Right. Because of his protest, now they show the anthem, and I don't think ninety percent of the people who are mad about it realize that it never was shown. We go to commercial break, which paid the bills, and then they would come back. Well, right. I I said the other day on the show that if I was required by the FCC to start every broadcast with the national anthem, people wouldn't tune in until it was over. Right. And then so like right. and then so my, people are mad about something they're not mad about. And my next thing was, there's no other profession besides the military. Which I was married to a military woman, so she didn't do it. But that you have to stand up every day and salute the flag. Not saying I would stand. That's just let me get you would. So if you were an NFL athlete Mm -hmm. this Sunday, you would stand at the game. I would stand at the game, but I understand people who are kneeling. But my thing would be to take a step further is to me, last year was the thing to do with kneeling. That was Mm -hmm. last year, kneeling and getting awareness. This year's do, do action. Say, so you know what, NFL? Well, you're the action guy. Yeah, NFL, you know, Jerry Jones did it. Let, how about you, you're locking arms, doing whatever you're doing. How about we do something for the inner cities or something for police brutality or we donate to a cause? How about we do that? How about, I know the NFL does the breast cancer awareness. They have this and that every month. They do something. How about let's try to let's try to bring change. Let's, let, we got the awareness. We got it. Now people are kneeling. We don't even know what they're kneeling for. Do you Nobody feel, has any idea. you feel like kneeling has essentially become thoughts and prayers where it's like, yes. that's awesome. Great. Yeah. I'm glad you're saying that. But until until those thoughts and prayers are followed up by action. That's exactly what it is. This is what's been upsetting me, Ricky. And I want to ask you this question because I think you'll have great insight into it. And that is, what needs to happen? And by that I mean... I feel now that if I stand for the national anthem, that I am going to be judged by people who, like, as a matter of fact, a guy wrote for the Huffington Post two days ago Mm -hmm. that white players who stand for the national anthem are officially now standing up for white supremacy. No, because it's black. I don't buy that. Yeah, because there's a lot of I don't buy that at all. I would say, and that's the thing, man. We're we're so polarizing as a. My mom watches the news a lot, and and they always be like, oh, somebody did this. She's like, oh, we got to change the world. If you look at it, it's 53 guys on a team. Let's say every team maybe has five or six guys kneeling. That's 10% at most. Right. So not only is the white guy standing, there's a black guy standing too. I just, I guess I want to know, like, because this whole thing has been annoying me, not because people are kneeling. It's not really that, but it's because what I keep saying that nothing's getting accomplished. And by that, I mean, I never see an in-depth conversation about police brutality. I hear in-depth conversations about the athlete. We're having them right now. Well, there and, are, that, and that's my thing. There are, there's a lot of programs. There's a lot of people on the front line, like, like, like. I'm saying the news and the media is not covering any of this stuff. I don't say, that's we're, not we're making not, you watch TV. And, is that Colin Kaepernick's fault? You no, know what I'm saying? It's not Kaepernick's yeah. fault, but my thing is is that if awareness is enough, then what you're doing is working. But if you want resolutions, right. this isn't the way to right. do it. But it's so it's so like you said, messed up. Now, for example, I, I keep seeing these people are about uh the district of the military. Every city I go to, and I you you jokingly call me black Jesus. I go around you the country black doing Jesus. Stuff, or, or just Jesus, maybe Jesus was black. Um Well it was or you wow. say modern day Jesus? He wow. was a def- he was definitely a. Wow. I mean, he did not look the way he does. But in a I lot see of those frame more photos. military vets homeless than any other population. I would agree. So we all twenty two oh vets they're a day commit suicide. They're disrespecting the country. You probably have family members that weren't in the military that you would say sacrificed their life for America. Yeah. Me as a black person, like I'm so mad at these people who are just so like oh, and they're most of the people just sit behind a computer. Right. They're disrespecting the flag in our country. That's everybody fought for this country. Even if you didn't go and, and, and go overseas and do this, we still bled and gave our lives for this country to be great. That's what makes country great. You guys were a radio show, school teachers, 
bus drivers, people with subway, we all make America great. So that flag represents everybody, not just person that went overseas. But my next thing for about that is, if you care so much about the military, then, Join. for example, I took 100 people to, to, I took 50 vets to a game last year. I'm going to take 100 this year. Or, you know what, let's go donate, whatever. Oh, thoughts and prayers, this, they're disrespecting our flag. But then I look on your Facebook page, you, it says nothing you did well, for the Well, you're vets. not allowed to carry the flag flat and yeah. do all this stuff. And the NFL does it every week, and they put it on the ground. And there's a million and other things this, where the flag's being disrespected. A little bit of this is obviously a little bit well, let me go one more. Motivated. I know you want to see this. Let me go one more. If you're more mad about these guys kneeling at the flag than you are about uh, inequality for humans, I'm not going to say blacks, for humans, then something's wrong. 22 veterans a day commit suicide, right. and I know that sometimes that gets easily swept aside, and I think that you know we've all got a sense of patriotism in us. It's just how are you going to express yours, and what are you going to do? Right, and if you're just getting pissed off about somebody else doing theirs, even if you disagree with it, even if you think it's spinning the wheels, it's like, well, dude, spend that effort on your project. Spend that effort on your right. passion. And like, there's a, there's a vet that sits outside of Walmart on Tusk, and I'm sure people who have been there have seen this dude, and he'll sit there and he holds his service card up to prove that he's a veteran and I've talked to him before and I'm like hey dude like what do people say to you and he's like dude I've been called every name in the book just people screamed at you know you bum look at you you know and I mean go get a job and you've heard it time and time again so there is like yeah hey you threw a bumper sticker around that says support the troops but there's that troop sitting there literally right, right there walking that over. you're not yeah, supporting I, I one million percent agree with that. that's why I'm so like you've probably never seen me this wild up but I'm like it, it pisses me off because it's so many people are you just pick a side and you just go and you don't think about it and it's like oh I'm not one of these people that's like, tell them to stand up. That's, that's not who I am, right? But I will say, I have been saying from the beginning that this is going to land as anti-military to people, and I know it's not your intention, but right. it will land that way. And so at that point, and I've said this about my job, there have been times where my words have been misconstrued. Right. So what did I have to do? I had to collect myself, mm -hmm. refigure out how I wanted to say what I wanted to say, to re-get the message out, to make sure I was being heard right. correctly. And I don't like the resistance to to refigure this out and try to figure out how to be heard correctly. Well, this, and Jerry Jones getting down oh, on one worst, knee and ever. cheesing in front of the camera. And now and now Jerry, how smart was Jerry? We're gonna do it before the anthem, and then I'll stand for the anthem. Still got booed, which is play. He doesn't even know what he's like. What are he taking me for? I would love to ask. Nobody him. knows. You know what I thought was the smartest thing ever, and I hate these guys. And they still got flack for it. I thought what the Pittsburgh Steelers was the smartest thing ever. I said that on Sunday. I was I like, if you're going to do anything, take that, yourself then out. Then I'm going to call, and I'm proud. God, because you don't know what people are going to do. I don't want to be Jamel Hilled. But then the one, the one guy went out there. I'm like, dude, you just messed it all up. And he apologized. He was like, he. Yeah, I don't think he should have apologized for that though. Like I well, like, I like the Steelers idea. No, you can. But here's the thing. You can. I mean, still, the guy served. No, that, feel strongly that's not, about. That's it. not what the issue was. You can still stand up. Here's my thing. All these people are like, they should stay. Do you stand up when it's played in your TV at home? I think that's a watered down No, argument. it was not watered down, but I'm saying I it was. Until 2009, they never came on the field. Do you? I know, because they got paid so money like, yeah, to do you it. Still can, you still can be patriotic and you still can stand. You're standing there in the beer line. You're getting out of line yeah, and holding your hand over your heart. Be really real. If you really want to get real, that's what the next. You get excited for the game. Let's go. Yeah. You got a beer in your hand. To me, that's disrespectful. You're crossing your heart with one arm, and you're bearing your other arm. Did, did it bother you before the protest start when somebody would sit down in the stadium? No. Because I was... Okay, I, see, it bothered me. No, because I got a different... And, and this is a long conversation. The, the America that I was raised in, I love this country. It's the best country in the world. But I always saw it different because my mom and dad explained to me when the, when the, when the, when the, when you're, when you see the, 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 um, the, the First Amendments, the amendments sure, right? yeah. when it was written... 
don't know if you realize I was a slave. And I, I don't mean I was a slave, but I see the country you different. You would have been, right. I would have been a slave. Like, when that flag, I love it. I love America. God knows. Like I said, I was stand. I, I was married to a military woman. Like, I still care. Like, that's that's who I am. But it's just different for me. The, mili- the, the, the Confederate flag. You know what I think about, honestly, when I'm, when, when I'm being told about you know, inequality and, and honestly and police brutality? You know who I think about during the kneeling? is black cops. Because I know a black cop here. And I know a couple in Cleveland. Yeah. And they'll, you know what they'll tell you? They'll tell you, and I don't know if they're right or not, yeah. but they'll tell you, dude, this stuff is wildly inflated. And that they're like, dude, I'm not going out there and the just thing. killing no, people. But here's the thing. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think to that regard. Like, for example, I've been pulled over probably nine times this year. That seems crazy to me. I have a Jeep. Likes to play fun. I've gotten zero tickets. All right. Th- that's wrong. There's there's an issue there. Yeah, but that's my reality. So you were saying about the flag, like that's just who I am. Like that for me, it's just my, I was that's the way I was raised. My mom and dad were like, "Be careful." Uh, da da da. Like if I have a, a light out, don't drive your car. Go get a rental car so you get it fixed. But that's but I'm I'm. It's almost like sounding almost like a Carlton Banks like because it should be equality. Like I shouldn't have to be pulled over nine times. But I am pulled over nine times, so it's just it's just how it is. I uh, which is so wrong. you're right to, to your wrong. to your black cop friends. Or whatever. No, I'm not getting shot when I'm pulled over. I'm not. To be honest with you, in the whole theory of like numbers, I probably won't get shot by a cop. Like, okay. Statistically, I probably won't. But I don't think I should get pulled over nine times. But it is what it is, and I no, get pulled over, and it is. Like, no, even inconveniences aren't right if they're if, if they're not warranted. That's not the right way it, to do would things. It, would it make me want to kneel and protest? Not really. It's just all my friends. I put it on Facebook one day, and I said I've been pulled over nine times. Years of it, I would though. I said Maybe. I've been pulled over nine times, and all my white friends. Or, or the masses were like, oh my God, that's too much. All my black friends, 16, 8 here, 7 here, 14 here. And I think we, got, we, we calculated only like 8 of us got tickets. Well, I got weird. pulled over for I mean, not, not using my why not, why not give you the ticket? They're going to make one No, no, money. I didn't do anything. It, oh, you're missing. I, they literally, one of them was because he, I swear to God, in Lakewood, he said that Jeeps get stolen the most. He wanted to make sure everything was okay with me. Well, if the... Run the plate if it's not reported as stolen, then you're fine. Dang, you just made logic. All right, that's wrong. That's crazy. I agree, but I that's my admit- reality. Like, what am I supposed to do? Get up and be like, oh, I'm about to go. Again, now go back to my, my, my original question. What needs to happen? Like, what do we, what, like, do we have a, like, a round table? Is yeah, that, like, yeah. what needs to happen before people can start to stand think, and have pride in their country again? I think people, what, you just put two together. Which well, one yeah, is it? they are together. Which one is it? I mean, dude, at, at, it's I mean, not. That's the problem. Well, when, dude, Ricky, in the America I grew up in, if you would have even suggested you didn't love this country through and through, they would have been, they would have thrown you over the wall he wants to but build. But, Dan, that's, that's your issue. In my reality, that's what everybody I knew thought. That's what I'm saying. This is the first time the NFL. I, I told my mom and dad, this is why the NBA is different. They're not dealing with it. NFL is the first, it's the last thing where, for lack of better terms, we're going to be real right now, you have white people in rural areas love their football. Right. They're crossing paths with black or African-American athletes that they don't see African-Americans on a daily basis. So I'm saying your reality was what, what it was, right? That sure. you said, got to love America. My reality, keep in mind again, my mom and dad were the – we're the, we're the pro. We we love America. Da da da. We you know I marched and 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 parades and, and that. But my reality was this is a great country, but it's still not fair. So this is the first time where literally we have to address these situations that we might not know about. I told my dad yesterday. I said a lot of people just don't know. 
And my dad's sixties, and they they've done marches, and they've been in situations where they weren't served, and they grew up in that in that world. So I have a whole different aspect than my niece, who her friends don't see color as much. But my mom and dad see everything race. And I have to explain to them: some people who just don't know aren't racist. Yeah, that's true. You can be unaware and not be evil. And I think that's where we are right now because the people who aren't aware are mad about these guys for kneeling because they don't realize that's how bad it is. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I don't think I'm as you're idealistic not, you're not as in that. that. You're not in that group. I, I, you're not I, in no, that group. I, I think honestly a lot of people are protesting honestly right now and telling you they're going to boycott the NFL because it is a race issue. I I, I do. I think I think no no, I think, no you're right. No, I think black no, athletes no, are being unfairly no, but treated. I'm saying right that's now. a small group, but I'm saying the majority of it would rather just turn it off. They probably turn it off right now. I don't want to hear it. I'm telling. I I I don't know if the NFL's ratings are really going to dip. I think what can happen is this. I think you can take an average sports fan who doesn't really care either way, and by week seven is like, ah, dude, I'm sick of seeing this. No. Turns it and then now. Now you're on TBS, yeah. and now you're watching Shawshank instead of the Dolphins. Here's the solution. If you want a quick one, this is what I came up with this morning. I want a solution. The NFL should address and say, hey, you know what, guys? We're going to start a fund, or we're going to take you know some of your pension, whatever it is, and we're going to do it for these right 32 teams. Eve Brady picks a organization that deals with police brutality or whatever, equality within their city. Boom. It's done. That's, that's a good fix. No, it's, it's – that's what that's I said. That's the only. You have, you have I, like a sound behind. I, I always tell people, dude. Money, <laughs> I just saved everything. I always tell people, I ever. Did I not? Money no, is the only thing that fixes so, anything. Okay, I'm gonna go to him. He's one of the smartest guys I know. He's he's equal. You know why you it. think he's smart? Because he agrees with everything you say. No, he never pushes back. On no, you. we we've gone sushi. We've gone. We disagree on some things. You, know, you guys are very very much aligned. Can I? Politically, does that, you're does very that much aligned. Does that no, work? All I'm just going to say is people have different perspectives in life because you've gone through different things, and that's okay. Like That's a part of being an American, and the reality for one person is certainly not the truth for, for everyone, um, and a part of America is understanding and respecting that. And like, Would I ever sit there in the national anthem? No, but do I understand why other people feel that that's what they want to do? Yes, because that's America to me. It you, feels attention-starved to no, me. Because, now, example, now it does. No, it does. Like For example, I told, and people get mad at me. Somebody got mad at me for not not boycotting NFL. I really believe... Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned I if you really don't I really believe the Chief Wahoo should go. Okay. I love my Cleveland Indians. So I go you to Cleveland will Indians. not wear a Chief Wahoo piece of I merchandise. I don't, but here's my thing. I still go to the games. I see them. I put my head down because I feel guilty. My, and my Part two of that is, if I boycotted everything I felt like I should boycott, I probably would live in the mountains and drink water. You're cutting off the world at that right. point. We've talked about this time and time again. But that's my times. point. And so to your point, I feel like the people who would kneel... The, I feel like people who want to boycott Walmart. This is that. I get it. I have a McDonald's commercial. I've been boycotted. They never work. You know what I mean? <laughs> we have I've the been boycott bo- plus action. I, I've, I've, dude, I've been boycotted a million times. It never, ever the works. You the- end up bolstering what you're boycotting. The- Ricky, I want to move on to a lighter subject with you, which light. is Dwayne Wade in the Cavs, and we'll do that next on people Rock 1069. Like- Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Still joined in studio by Ricky Smith, founder of Rake, random acts of kindness everywhere. I'll be part of his Rake and Bowl event this Saturday night. Night, Corner Alley, downtown Cleveland. I appreciate you having me involved in that, buddy. I'm tired. I know you are. You're draining. I am draining. You are draining. Welcome to my life, Gee, I don't know how you do this. That's where I sit every I day. Don't, I don't know how you do this every day. Because it's like, it's like you, you're you're opinionated, but yet you're you're not. But you get in and off of issues. So like, I'll be heated on something. I, and I you want move the, something else. I want the answer. I want. I I, I want the answers to the questions. Well, how do I you want get to move on so quickly. Because dude, you I gotta rein you in. Like you're great, but you're a little too broad. Like this is, you know what I mean? Like you, you gotta, dude, you gotta hyper. You, I'm literally exhausted. It's like you it's, gotta corral you in. You no, do. You know what it is? You, you stress me out. I love it. You're so specific. It's like no, you stress me it's out. Like literally, dude, like, you 
<laughs> dealing with you is like a semi truck. You finally get you finally get moving. You're like, up, oh, stop. I uh, no, you do. You stress. I worry well, about you. You, me. you worry. Like I'm really like exhausted. Like you came back in the room and he saw. I'm just sitting here. Like you're like something happened. I'm like no. I'm just. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can wear people out. Oh you always ask me why I'm still single. That's women, why. I'm about to say women choose to be with you. I know they don't. <laughs> they pick this. I wear women out. Jeez. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's yeah. how I heard. Yeah. I meant mentally. <laughs> I meant mentally. I think that's worse. <laughs> I meant mentally. She's like, I'm going to bed. So I'm I have tired. to ask you this yeah. question. Because you're the biggest Cass fan I know. Fanatic, aside, b- besides Matt Fantone. Matt Fantone's a bigger Cass fan we than might, you, for one sure. One day, let's do a trivia. Because I think I, I got to say, man. I mean, uh, all right, next time you're in. Right. I'm a fanatic. Next time you're in. But they uh, they signed Dwayne Wade. Oh. You like this move? I have not slept. Like, looking at all the lineups. I actually wrote the lineups up. Like what Lou should use. I have an all forward lineup. I have an all like point guard lineup. Yeah. Are they going to win the title? They are. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I think they got better by subtraction. And I know Kyrie's a better athlete, better ball hitting about all this stuff. But just the stuff that's coming out now in the interviews, like. He's uh, a weird dude. Like, I, I honestly, I said yesterday, I think it might be substance abuse. No, like, no. All my friends that work for the Cavs, PR, I would ask them questions for years, and they would always say, he's a different dude. Okay. That's just Maybe him. that's what it is. It's always been him. I mean, you know, you got the guy with the friend's tattoo and the third eye beliefs and like stuff like that. And that's flat fine, dude. I mean, flat earth, whatever. I, I I don't care what you do. But at the end of the day, Isaiah Thomas, if he can provide 80%, 80 to 90% of what Kyrie did, which I think he's capable of doing, the Cavs have exponentially gotten better. Plus dude. Rose. What caused, what caused the problem in the finals last year was the bench. I mean, you look at starters versus starters, Cavaliers won that matchup. Um, but once you got Derek Williams out there, or Darren Williams out there, once you got, you know, once you got those dudes out there. So now you have Dwayne Wade, uh, Derrick Rose, Kyle Korver, Channing Tate, or Channing Fry. Like you've got all these dudes Jeff out there. Green, Jeff Green, or, or, I Kyle Korver, one of the greatest NBA three point shooters of all time. I think it's hilarious you two think Derrick Rose will be in a uniform in June. We have the best hospital in America. He'll be in a suit on the sideline had, watching. You know what happened to Z? He's a piece of glass. You know what happened to Z? You know what happened to Kyrie was that way. Who's who's played more games in the last two years, Derrick Rose or Kyrie Irving? Regular season games. Is that Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose. We have wow, the, the guy hospital. went missing after rape allegations. Kevin Love was was that guy too. He was always hurt. Stop, stop. We're talking basketball. Quit. Stop. I'm just saying the guy went missing. Stop. They couldn't find him. It it, it, it doesn't do that. I'm I'm not supposed to worry about character. They, knew he was. they didn't little. find him. They didn't find him. They knew I just think he it's was. weird they couldn't find him. We're talking about basketball. I don't think Derrick Rose is playing in June. He doesn't have to. That's a. Well then, what do we? Isn't this I'm all about saying, June? Will, but I mean, because everybody no. tells me, oh, the cat, dude, LeBron and the Cavs are just going to walk you, out of the you, East. How do you do this? I think I, I think it's pretty fair to say LeBron and the Cavs are going to walk out of the East. I mean, at this point, which team has gotten into the point where it's like you're going to be the competition? Well, I mean, the Celtics took us more games last year than I was told that they would, and now they just got that much better. We beat them by like forty. I dude, you, I know that, but I'm saying, dude, I mean, right? They're going to be better. I, I no, honestly, I, I mean, you look at will. you look at playoff scoring versus playoff scoring. I don't. It, I think that honestly, I think they got worse. Kyrie and it are about the same. You look at assist to assist. It wins that battle. If you do all of this, see, here's my problem with the Dwayne Wade thing. I love the move, right? And I think it's smart. But but <laughs> but it's a that's, that's, that should be. But I'm gonna do a chat. A chat. It says dot dot dot. But. You know, dude, you are, dude, you want to talk about me wearing people out, dude? Like, you're tough, man. You're both tough. But dude. I think, I honestly think it's a marquee name, and that if you don't win the title now, it's going to be worse for LeBron's legacy. Jesus. It's going to be like, Jesus Christ, dude, how many dudes you need? And you still can't get it done. So you're trying to tell me, you're, I, I worried, think about, you're worried about what college the kid is going to go to before he's born? Yes. 
I'm yeah, Ricky, what I do is I look downfield, buddy. I, I can't, dude, yeah. it can't just be about today. There's no, more no, days no, coming. No matter what, LeBron's going to have it hung around his neck if they don't win the title. You could add every NBA player, and it's still going to be his burden to carry there. So at this point, whether you kept the team as as put together last year against the Warriors, the team that are the team that took them to, six, to five games, you could, you could, you know, you're going to lose that battle next time anyway. So did at he least force, now it looks different. Did he force Kyrie out of here because he wanted Dwayne Wade here? That's what I, that's my, un, whatever, yeah. Because, dude, I, I got to yeah. tell you, I like LeBron, but, I mean, dude, we saw what happened when he played GM last year. How'd they, that work they out? They went to the finals. Yeah, and then look what happened. What happened? What do you mean what happened? They got embarrassed in the NBA finals. I don't remember. They didn't get embarrassed in the NBA Finals. They got beat, but they didn't get embarrassed. I mean, they, they had the big, they had the best uh, first first half ever in history. You they know, blew them out. They don't seem to beat them. You know who says that? People who lost. Well, we you had the best quarter in NBA Finals history. Me, you know who says that? People we, who lose. Go. Let me let me go real quick. The Cavs, I'm excited about. They got D Wade. Was not, LeBron's happy. He's gonna stay. I do like great. the fact that LeBron's happy. That, that to probably, he deserves to be happy. And, and Fantone had a great take on that yesterday. If you missed it, it's on the podcast from yesterday's show at WRQK.com. I think they're probably better than they were last year. That's but, I, but I have to be skeptical. I have to. I'm a Northeast Ohio sports fan, and I've been let down my entire goddamn oh life. My God. 2016. 2016, you weren't let down. Look at right. the Indians. Indians. No, you're right. 2016, I did. I got exactly what I wanted. And the guy who hit the most important shot in the game is now gone. Oh, Jesus. So there you go. Without Kyrie Irving, we don't win the title. It's that simple. It's that simple. What he, you, you can't deny it. He hit the he hit the shot to you win know it. Sports is, is, is you can't put it all in one person. I he just did. did. I just did. The Go guy Cavs. who hit the most important shot in Cavs history is no longer wearing a Cavs uniform. Ricky, I love having you in. We'll do it again soon, buddy. I promise. I'll see you Saturday night at Rake and Bowl at the Corner Alley in downtown Cleveland. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, six a.m. on Rock one hundred six nine. See you. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069.